going on? What's going on? Welcome to another No Stingy Energy show. And we're talking about how to start and scale your business with low to limited funds. Uh, we're going to a new year. Most people looking to start a new business. Most people trying to figure it out, but they just can't figure out the money piece. So we're going to talk about today how we actually started our businesses with low money. I started my business with less than $100, $63 to be exact. Scaled that up to uh, 182000 my first uh, year in wholesaling and over $1.3 million worth of real estate my first year. So we're going to talk about it today. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, so let's get started, man. Um, my name is O'Neill Parker, real estate investor, entrepreneur out of Lafayette, Louisiana. I've been investing in real estate since 2016, full-time entrepreneur since 2020. And uh, I, I enjoy rentals for the most part. I do all things in real estate, but I enjoy rentals the most. And I'm the owner of Leverage to Wealth, teach you how to leverage where they are currently in your life to get wealthy in real estate. So I'm excited about today. I think it's going to be an amazing conversation. I think you should bring your notepad, your pen, take some notes down. But the most important thing is you got to get started on the things that you take notes on. So, uh, what's up, Byron? Welcome my co-host, Mr. Byron. And what's happening, man? Yeah, up, man. I, I'm, I'm excited about this conversation, man, because uh, this is where, you know, I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it real with you. This is Might be the thing you don't want to hear, huh? Yeah, this ain't gonna be the excuse making side of the conversation, bro. Because um, we we it, this is the get to it side of the conversation. We're gonna be talking specifically about getting to it, how you get to it, what does getting to it looks like uh, for 2024, and I'm we're gonna lay out the the, the foundations of this thing. I, I really want to take it back to the foundations of business building uh, and. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. But listen, my name is Byron, real estate investor out of Houston, Texas, primarily focused on the wholesale space, do a little bit of creative finance, fix and flip new construction, new to the build to rent space. Excited about that. And the reason why I'm excited about that, oh, is because I am in in essence starting a new beginning, right? I'm starting a new beginning. Um, I'm excited about this new beginning that I'm venturing into. And I'm very confident that not only is it going to be successful, right? Not only is it going to be successful, but it's going to be successful beyond measure. I'm going into uh, 2024 with extreme confidence. I know how to do business. I've done business at a high level for a very long time. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that specifically. So uh, to anybody who wants to witness what it looks like to build business, to build business, Right from scratch, I'm gonna be displaying exactly what that looks like on my social media uh, and here as well. Uh, so, so you definitely want to pay attention because I want folks to know that there's no mystery to this thing. I think a lot of it is mindset. I think a lot of it is mindset. Um, I think the majority of it is mindset. I think a lot of us mm. are so focused on skill set that we miss that mindset piece, and then when we get stuck. With all of the knowledge in the world, we realize that it's the mindset that gets us from point A to point B successfully. Well, I'm happy you mentioned mindset, man. I was, you know, I was uh, looking on Instagram this morning. One of my my people posted a post, and I shared it to my community. It was we talked about it before, but I think it's it's something that we need to bring up today because what you mentioned is mindset, which a lot of people don't have or they need to develop. So the video that I, I watched, he was talking about the E to E ratio. Mm. So the E to E ratio for regular Americans is one to 50. So meaning for every 
dollar you spend on education, they spend fifty dollars for entertainment. Now, what do you think that ratio is for the black community? What is it? One to two hundred dollars. Mm. <laughs> so every one dollar we spend on education, we ready to waste two hundred dollars to go turn up, drink, go play cards, go play the game, etc. But that's a that's huge. So. Wow. We got to take in consideration that we're really struggling out here. And we can't blame because we, we like to do, we like to point the finger. We like to blame everybody else. But at the end of the day, we got to blame ourselves that that's crazy, bro. Wow. And we really got to take in consideration. If you had a, a $200 on one side and you had a dollar on one side, and they say, look, man, we can go to the mall, watch a movie, go to the bar. And then the $1 be like, man, you can get this course. Hey, bro, people are going to blow that bag on the $200 all day. Oh, yeah. That is, that's crazy. You you mentioned something that was key, Oak. Um, and I want to highlight this, you know. So, number one, how many businesses, oh, have you, or business ideas or ventures that you went into that actually didn't go as well as you thought that they would go? Mm. That you just tried and it just ain't work out like how you wanted it to and you had to pivot to, to something different. Just ideas. Adventures. Not many, but I'm not gonna say it didn't go how I want. Yeah, it didn't go how I wanted to go, but they still made money. Gotcha. Like the the way I envision it is not the way it went. Mm-hmm. But it still it still made money. So to a lot of people, it's still a successful business. But to me, it's really not because it's not going the way I, I envisioned. Does Absolutely. that make sense? Absolutely, one hundred percent. So the reason I brought that up is because I, I want everybody to know that, okay, let's say, for instance, you tried a business. It didn't work out for you the way you wanted it to work out for for you. Um, I just want everybody to know that just because it didn't work out that first time don't mean that, that you are flawed, yeah. right? It don't mean that uh, the business necessarily was flawed. It just means that maybe it wasn't your season at that time. Maybe you needed to grow from a mindset perspective in order to be in that season. Maybe you didn't have the resources to get that 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 business up and running the way it needed to be. So I just want everybody to know that right now, forgive yourself for all of the past failures. Learn from only the lessons, take only the lessons that you gain from those past uh, uh, mishaps. Right. And and let's figure out a way to transition ourselves into a brand new mindset. This is a brand new opportunity. Right. To be successful in our next journey. In 2024, again. You want to forgive yourself for every single failure that you've ever had, every single person that came against you and told you that you weren't going to be able to make it and you actually believed them. Yeah, some of us believed them. Yeah, we ain't finna sit up here and act all strong. Some of us actually believe folk when they told us that we weren't going to be able to make it and then they and then they ended up being right because that business didn't actually make it the way we thought it was going to make it. Right? Some of us had to deal with that. I know I've had to look myself in the mirror and I had some projections on what I felt like this business was supposed to make. And it didn't it didn't make what I thought it was going to make. Right. And I had to pivot. I had to readjust some things. Maybe I had to maybe I had to readjust the whole the whole the whole play. 
Right. But what I want everybody to recognize is it don't that don't matter. Only thing we taking from those less those those failed businesses or failed ventures or failed opportunities, whatever it may be, however you look at it, is the lessons. Everything else, all of those negative energies and spirits and, and, and all of those negative thoughts that come into our mind and tell us that we're not going to be successful at this one because we wasn't as successful as we thought we was going to be in that last one. Let's forget all of that going into 2024. I want to start there. We're going right. to start with that mindset piece. Yeah. I think when they're looking and reflecting on those old failed businesses, the number one thing you should look at is do it. Did I do everything I was supposed to do to see this business be successful? Mm. I think that's number one. That's number did one. You, did, did you as the owner and operator did everything possibly possible to see your business be successful? Because we got to keep it honest. Most people don't take out the time to do further education in their business. Most people don't take the time out to actually hire the right people for their business. They just hire anybody. Or they hiring people just because they hear it on Instagram. They got these new VAs that came out, whatever. Are you doing the proper due diligence of yourself, of your own business to make your business successful? If you just started a business and expect everything to happen just because you announced on Instagram and Facebook that you have a new business, then you can't expect to win if, you, that's, if, that's, if you're giving a little effort. So if you're really trying to win in business, you got to give a high, high effort and um, then you get the results. But of course, you got to educate yourself, try to go to some courses, Try to go hang out with other people that's doing the business that you're doing, not hanging around the people that's still trying to figure out how to do business. So you got to look at yourself. Are you putting 100% in what you really want or are you just giving 20% and expecting 100% of results? Oh, wait. That's some real talk right there. Oh, um, I want to I wanna highlight something real quick. We got Dunn in the building. We got Keisha in the building. We got Sherry in the building. Terry. <laughs> yes, indeed. I want to highlight something real quick because this is important. We, we breaking down some real, real deep fundamentals. And I think this is a great place to start because a lot of us, right? A lot of us, we're getting ready to, 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 to start our businesses or wrap up our businesses. We got a chance to kind of reflect. We got a chance to kick it with family to see, to see our why, right? A lot of us got a chance to reevaluate our why again. You know, why are we doing this? Because you know what? I don't want to even think about Christmas expenses when I get to Christmas by 2025 or 2024. When we get to 2024, we don't want to be thinking anything about, okay, is this, do I need to budget this way or do I, you know, and all of these different things, who I need to limit here or who I need to limit there. We want everything to be paid for cash, right? Without, without a second thought, right? So how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, number one, is we do that starting in conversations with self today. That's how we do that. We got to start having these types of conversations about mindset. How are we going to help ourselves sustain going into, you know, going into this new year, doing business the way it's supposed to be done. So how is it supposed to be done? Number one, number one, you need to reevaluate the lessons learned from those failed businesses, from those failed ideas that you had in 2023, right? And we ain't finna sit up here and act like everything went the way everything was supposed to go in 2023. We had some things that we could be doing better at, right? So we need to take some time to look at those KPIs, go back and look at those profits, go back and look in that P&L and see exactly some of the mistakes that we made going into 
2023 that we not that we not taking in the 2024, right? How do we increase our levels of profit? How do we increase our levels of efficiency in business going into 2024? What are some of the things that we need to cut out of our expense category in order to grow in 2024? Because you got to understand, when you have inefficiencies in your business, when you have expenses in your business that aren't necessarily producing an ROI, okay, those can be cancers to your growth in 2024. What are we doing to mitigate those things, right? The people that we're hanging around, what are we doing to mitigate the amount of time that we spend yapping on the phone about drama, about mess, about other people's problems and issues? How long are we scrolling? How long are we scrolling on Instagram trying to figure out what somebody else got going on instead of investing that time into what we got going on, right? So these are all of the type of assessments that we need to be looking at going into 2024 as we map out our business. And I want to show you exactly some of the things that we imp implement <clears throat> any every year, every year in business, right? We look at our, uh, uh, we use, we do a level 10, we do a level 10 meeting, right? We got this from Traction. Anybody who, who, who knows me know that I'm real big on the book Traction. It's a book by Gino Wickman, Gino Wickman. And that book is called Traction. And in that book, he talks about how you can set up your, your business in a way to where you can be the maximum amount of effective, right? Uh, and the way you do that is you're monitoring your KPIs, right? You're setting your goals. You're announcing your goals to your team, right? We're going we're gonna to go into all of that. But before we even get into that, before we even get into that, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to break it down. You're going you're gonna to literally know how to map out your business going into 2024 step by step before the end of the show for sure. But before we do all of that, I want to pass this over to, we got, we got Don in the building. <laughs> um, I definitely going to get his take. We got Keisha in the building. Thank you for Keisha for popping in. Anybody that wants to join in the stream, your link is in the chat. You can hit that link, join the conversation. We want to hear from you um, because this is going to be a collaborative discussion. So Don, real quick, you heard everything that I just talked about. Oh, that me and O was talking about. What are some of the things that you feel are most important as people are looking at that mindset when they're looking to build up a business and don't have all of the resources that they may need to start that business? What would you say for that person uh, uh, they would start from, from your perspective? How you have to view. Can you guys hear me okay? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. How you view that situation when you say you have, um, when you say you may not have the funds that you want to have right now. I don't view them as limited, first of all, because we live in, um, we, we, we don't have limited resources. We live in a, um, a universe that has unlimited resources. So what you think about, right? Byron and, and, and O'Neill is what you, what you think about is what you bring about. What you think about is what you bring about. So I don't, um, when I have, uh, when my funds are, are low, they're not limited. They're, my funds are just unrealized. 
because I know what my goals are. I know what kind of money I want to bring in. I have written it down. It's just, it may be, it may not be right there in my bank account. It's just unrealized. So because when my funds are unrealized, here's, here's what happens. You may have an opportunity to take advantage of something, but if you have limited funds, you won't let that money go to do the thing that you need to do. You're gonna hold on to it. And if you hold on to it, you will miss an opportunity that's, that's going, listen, you could go to a, listen, there could be a course. It could be a book. You mentioned a book, Traction. I wrote it down. Somebody might think, I can't afford that book right now. But when I get the money, when I can't afford it, I'll get the book, I'll read the book, I'll benefit from the book. No. Get the book now. Benefit from the book now so that you can have the money later. You have to change your mindset. You have to you change your relationship with money. It is not limited. It just be, must, it may be unrealized. Go and get what was, is supposed to be yours. Write it down, focus on it. Because once you do that, then your mind is open to see the opportunities that are constantly all around you. You start thinking limited, then you're gonna miss the opportunity that is already around you. It's there. You're just not you're just not operating on the same frequency as that opportunity because you have a limited mindset. Does that make sense? One hundred percent. Like that. Like that. I wonder if everybody if it makes sense to everybody though. Everybody don't have that mindset to understand what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? I like I like to hear from the ladies, man. Let's, you know the ladies be a little shy on the show, Brian. I, I you know yeah. what I'm saying. Since we started the live show, they've been a little a little hesitant, you know. Yeah. What's going on, ladies? We got Miss Terry, we got Miss Keisha, we got Miss Lady B. The floor is yours, ladies. Whoever want to go first. Okay, we we're got, gonna call somebody out then. Keisha, how you doing this morning? We got we got Lady B, Lady B. Um, Lady B. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Can y'all hear me? Barely. If you could put your audio a little up, that'd be better. Hold on, let me turn up my We'll come, we'll go to Keisha real quick. Keisha, you with us? Good morning. How are you? Oh, What's going on? Good. I didn't know I was going to be on the show. I guess I clicked on the wrong link, but how you guys doing today? You clicked on the best link. <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts about this conversation? I think this conversation is a really great conversation to get everybody motor running, their mind thinking about making plans for next year, um, putting goals in place. So I think it's a great conversation to actually have. So people will start thinking, what can I do better? What can I do different that I didn't do last year, this year to make a difference? So I think it's a great idea. Um, I think the conversation is going in a good direction. I got a question for you. And, you know, I see a, a loan officer and also a realtor. What worked for you when you first got in business, whenever you first started? Or what didn't work for you that you thought was going to work for yourself? Well, when you first when you first get get licensed, people make it seem like it's so easy um, that, you know, it's going to just come to you, you know, um, 
that people are just going to call you. You just, you know, you go to your family and your friends and you tell them what you do because they say, oh, go to your spirit influence. Um, those are the people you start with. That's not true. Those will be the most least likely people to support you. Um, mm. And it is unfortunate. Um, some people do have a spirit that will support them, but family and friends, for some reason, don't support your business until they see other people celebrating you. And that's unfortunate. Um, I will tell you that, you know, I had that, that's where I felt getting, you know, when I, I had the wrong outlook and then getting around people that were doing things that I wanted to do was the best thing that I was able to do. Um, because they say, if you want to be a millionaire, hang around a whole bunch of millionaires and eventually you will be that millionaire. So I had to change my mindset. I had to get around people doing the things that I wanted to do and going the places that I wanted to go. So those are some things that that I learned at the beginning. That you're fluid, if, you know, the, the people around you won't support you all the time and that you don't give up um, and also be around people that will make it happen or show you how to make it happen. Mm. I like that. I 100 percent agree with that. Especially like uh, you know the business that you and a lot of people do think is easy. A lot of people think just because I, I I got my real estate license, I'm gonna start getting all kind of leads when you know really not far from the truth. I know a lot of real estate agents that's not making no money. Man. They're not making no money at all because they don't know how to actually get in this business and actually work the business at the end. But um, let's go to Miss uh, Terry or Miss uh, Lady B. Y'all with us? I we appreciate you sharing that as well. Uh. By Terry. I guess Terry. I guess Terry not with us, man. I guess Terry not with us. So, what's your what's your thoughts about that, man? When people get in the, in uh, the mortgage industry, or uh, just being a life family, well. supposed to be the first one. <laughs> uh, yeah, because a lot of people think you know, just because my family. You know, they, they love me, they support me, they go, go ahead and buy. Yeah, I've never, you know, it's funny. I never got that advice because I, I never believed. Well, you know what? I take that back. When I was a new, new entrepreneur, that was the first place I went to. But I was young when I tried that. And I realized real quick, man, your family members, that I'm not going <laughs> to say that it's a waste of time because of you know, family yeah, but 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 at the beginning, if you're thinking you're gonna be convincing these people, I think they can take the 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 the, uh, the flame out of your out of your fire real easy. Quick. Yeah, real quick, because they're gonna they're gonna give you every reason why what you're doing is not worth your time. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of times when you don't know folk, they're gonna give you that that just general respect a person and just respect that. Okay, let me at least listen to the proposition that you're making before they just shut you down. And a lot of times the family family not going to give you that benefit of the doubt. They're going to shut you down first and then if your product if your product makes sense for them then they will uh you know uh, do business with you unfortunately. <laughs> your family going to hurt your feelings, man. That's the oh thing. yeah, they going to try to tell you down, man. Give you a different idea. Why don't you uh <laughs> I see what you're trying to do, but uh, yeah. you ever thought about doing, you know, like, wait a minute, what have you done? See, yeah, what have you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not so, no way you made that be successful, <laughs> Mr. Idea. 
<laughs> Yo, it's hilarious. I, I ain't never seen you be successful at nothing, but you got all these ideas for me. <laughs> Yeah, they will. They will hurt your. They will try to hurt your feelings. Yeah, man. You you forty three still living with grandma? Come on, come. Come on, come on. With all these ideas, man. Why they ain't working out for you, man? <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, that's a big thing though. Like people take advice from people they don't need to be, need to be taking advice advice from. Uh, you got, definitely got to touch on that, especially just getting the business. You got a brand new business. You just made your LLC. Everybody that got the best advice is people that's not in business. <laughs> Everybody who got the best advice has never seen no any type of success. Never had to make a payroll. Never. And we tend to take advice from these people. How does that make sense? <laughs> like, for real, everybody didn't fall in that trap before. Yeah, and the thing about it is all businesses work in theory. All businesses work on business plans. All businesses. Yeah. A lot of a lot of businesses you know, work different too. You know, a lot of people don't know that the business that they're in doesn't work just like the business that they're like their friend business. Every business is different. You know, so you have to seek information and seek value from people that's in your exact business. Because just because uh, you know I'm a real estate investor, it doesn't mean a realtor does the same thing I do. Like we we're in two totally different worlds to be honest with you. Like the same marketing that they do. I can do it, but it doesn't make sense for me to call one person at a time. It makes sense for me to to, to blast and, and maybe hit 300 people at one time because my target market is different than their target market. So you got to know the people who you're dealing with, your customers, how to communicate with these people, how to find these people, and that's how you make money. Don't just be taking information just because, oh, my aunt is a successful realtor. She's been a realtor for 20 years. I guarantee you the business that she's doing it's pretty pretty outdated compared to the business that you just started last week. Is it making sense, Brian? Uh, it makes uh, 100%. 100%. Because the thing about it is, let me explain the way the reason why businesses work in theory, but they don't work in reality. Right? And and Don, I'm pretty sure Don can help me out with this. So, on, in, in theory, right, you make a product, right? You promote the product. You sell the product, you make a profit from the product, and then you take the profits that you make from that 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 product and you invest it back in your business in hopes of the business being successful and continuing to grow. In theory, th that proposal is infinite, right? That uh, uh, that particular theory works perfectly. Right. You you make some money. You take the money that you that you made. You invest it in your employees or whoever helped you make it or, or buy more product and you continue to do it infinitely. But what happens is what happens is, is that what if the product don't sell the way you thought it was going to sell? And you still have to make payroll or you still have to buy the product. You still have to pay for the, the education that you got in the space. You still have to pay for all of these things, but the product didn't sell the way you thought it was going to sell. What do you do then? Mm. What happens if, matter of fact, you, you bought all of the product, but you were supposed to get all of the product by this specific date, but it got delayed for some phantom reason we don't know about. It got delayed for three months. Wow. Right? And you was thinking you was going to be able to sell this thing three months ago. And all of the customers that you had 
was they waited on a product because you opened up your big mouth and you told them they was going to have this and they was going to have that. And you couldn't you couldn't deliver on what you said you was going to be able to deliver on. So you're losing trust from your customers. And so you you're losing trust your from your here. customers and you have to make up a conversation to make this make sense for your customers. What happens mm. then? Right. What happens mm. when you uh, you build out this software program? Right. Or you have all of these things set up for your online store and your, your website goes down and the person that built the website to skip town and you got to find you a new one. But you already paid them 85 percent of what they were supposed to be paid to get this thing done for you. And you got to start over and find somebody new. What happens then? Ooh. So, oh, tell me real quick, how often do any of these types of situations pop up? in business and you have to figure it out despite it you know all of the things that's going on because you got a customer that don't give a damn about none of those excuses that you can none bring they don't care about none of your internal mm -hmm. problems so do you mean to tell me the customer don't care that Not my shipment just got lost in indonesia somewhere and it's trapped and ain't nobody trying to uh I Hey man, we gotta keep it real. I don't care what business you in, what business you start, what business you gonna buy. All the issues Byron talking about, it's gonna hit. It's gonna slap you in the face. I don't care what business you in. You will have internal issues. You will have shipping issues. You will have service issues. You will have customer service issues. Typically, all those issues you talking about, that's in most people's fold because they don't wanna. They don't wanna figure out how can I solve this problem. They just rather give up. Because why? Why do they want to give up? Because that's the easier route. Nobody want to sit down, figure out the deep work. How could I mitigate this problem? How could I learn from this problem? I, what do I need to do so this don't happen again? But this is why most businesses fail because when shit get hard, people start running. They beating their feet. They on to the next business. And they start a new business. Then they post all over their Facebook. I'm not in drop shipping no more. I'm in real estate now. So now they post it. I'm in real estate. I'm in real estate. I'm in real estate. As soon as the hardest problem come in real estate, oof, I don't do real estate no more. I do affiliate market. <laughs> affiliate market, you know what I'm saying? You, you get an issue with that. I'm doing affiliate market. Now, now I'm doing, uh, I'm selling Bitcoin. Like, come on, man. So, <laughs> Once you figure out how to solve problems, that's how you get better in business. That's why you see a lot of people. That's when you see a lot of people not. Most people can't take out the time to figure out the issues that they have. When you start solving the issues that you have, and that's when you actually start seeing success in business. And just because you solve that first problem, don't think that's the only problem you will have. That's only the beginning. When, it, when as you get to new levels in business, you get bigger problems. Problems that cause you new levels, new devils. It costs you way more money. It costs you way more time. It give you way more headache. You might still get migraines because you, now you're starting to grow into a, a bigger business than you had before. You went from a fifty dollar business to now you had a six figure business. Now you may be at a five hundred thousand dollar business. When I you guarantee. Get a million dollar business. Once you get to them problems, you know you get bigger. Them problems get a lot larger. I'm talking about. It ain't no two three thousand dollar fix no more. It's a fifty to sixty thousand dollar fix. And it ain't like a fix that happens overnight. It may take three months. It may take a whole quarter to fix your situation. 
the only way you grow is you got to figure out how can you get out of this situation? Like, do I need to put more money up? Do I need to hire more people? Do I need to hire a consultant that been through this plenty of time? Like for you, it may be a big issue, but for them, that's a piece of cake. If you put the, if you put the 10,000 up to get consultant, they may fix your problem in a week. If you try to figure out yourself, it may take you three months. So does it make, does it make more sense for me to pay the 10,000 figure out now? Or does it make sense for me to lose 10,000 a month and try to figure out myself? That's another thing in business. We don't know when it's time to pay for education. I used to be the same way, Byron. I was like, man, I can figure this out myself. But at the end of the day, if you try to figure out things yourself, at certain points in your business, of course, in the beginning, it's good to learn stuff yourself to figure it out. But once you start really having problems and your business is established, bro, you got to pay to play, bro. We ain't got time to figure it out ourselves. Because we're actually losing money. We're hurting our business. We're hurting our customers. And we're hurting our bottom line because we're playing around with a problem that's bigger than what we need to be focused on. Oh, you know, it's a reason why. Listen, a lot of people think that big companies just... Pay, you know, that big companies get these consultants to come in because, uh, you know, they don't know they how money to work in theory. Right. And they just think they just throwing money or maybe uh, it's a tax. Right. No, 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 no. Let me explain something to you. Businesses. What happens is this, this is the reason why theory can be so dangerous. Let me explain something to you. In theory, everything works. That's the reason why when Apple is getting ready to launch a new product, you know what Apple going to look to do first? The first thing they're going to do is what business can I buy that already exists that does this at a high level? What business can I buy that already do this? I already yeah. know that headphones, Apple been selling headphones. Why they got to buy Beats? Think about this. I want you to follow me on this. Apple already sells headphones. They already sell headphones. Why do they need to buy Beats? Okay, think about this. Follow me on this. The reason they follow Beats is because Beats has figured out a proprietary way to do this business, the Beats business, at an extremely high level, right? And it goes beyond the headphone making itself. It's 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 the personnel that they got, the talent that they have on the roster that they've already figured out. Right. Because you got to understand and we're going to get into this when we start breaking down this traction model. I'm going to show you some phenomenal stuff today. So 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 it, it, it's the personnel that that works with beats. It's the engineers that understand that went through trial and error. They listened to millions of sounds and songs on these phones and, and did all kind of model simulations to see what is the most enjoyable way of listening to a product on the, on, on the majority of people's ears. You see, these are all of the testing and, the, and, the, and, the, and all of the facts and data that these people gather over time that puts them in position to be able to sell you a product at a high level. And, and see, and the, the, the lay person would think, oh, why would Apple buy Beats if they are already good at making the earbuds? You see? And it's that it's that other piece that we don't know about. It's the stuff that goes behind what creates the beat brand itself that gives it the value at that high level that makes it so valuable. It's not just the, the concept of making a headphone, people. 
See, and 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 and, and that's the key. So what first thing these big companies gonna do? What business can I buy that I already do this at a high level that I can go in and just add my expertise and learn from them so I can accelerate my own level of success? That's the first thing. The second thing they're gonna do is they're gonna get a consultant. They're gonna bring in a consultant. Listen, do you know that big companies will bring in a bring in a consultant to look at their business just to figure out how they're gonna lay folks off for the next quarter? Mm. Because they want somebody else to come in with a difference of opinion to look at their business, look at where they're spending money, look at where they're not making money, and and figure out who can they cut. Who can they cut to make maximum profit? What what business idea we just gonna get? We ain't gonna even do this service no more. Mint just just went out of business. So so QuickBooks was owned. No, Mint was owned by QuickBooks. Mint the budgeting software was owned by QuickBooks. They are getting ready to be acquired by Credit Karma. They've already been acquired by Credit Karma. So if you have a Mint account. What you need to do is you need to send that over. It's going to get transitioned over to uh, uh, QuickBooks or you can go to Rocket Money in order to, to do, do your budgeting. Now, the reason I explain that is because what, what, what QuickBooks found out is that the people who have a budgeting software, people who use a budgeting software, which is a small amount, only about 15 percent of the population use this budget app. What QuickBooks found out is that QuickBooks is in the business of selling you credit products. They're in the business of trying to uh, turn you, you know, sell you all kind of get out of debt uh, products and debt consolidation products. And these were all of the things, credit cards, all of these things they were selling. They were, they would advertise this to the mint users, right? And all of their free platforms, whether it was QuickBooks, TurboTax, all of the Intuit, uh, software that they use, all of the products that they have, they would sell you these, uh, all of these different credit cards and all of the things. But what they realized is that, wait a minute, the problem with this is where we're headed as a business, the people who have all, that utilize our tools are not our customer. No, They're not our ideal customer. Now for QuickBooks and business owners, they can appreciate the credit but for the people who are just lay people who do budgeting, those people don't need our problems. They they can benefit from them maybe, but they don't need our problems because they're already good with their finances. We need people who are bad with their finances. Credit card, I tell you all the people that's bad. I need y'all to pay attention to me. So what QuickBooks told themselves is that guess what? We gonna get rid of Mint.com because we don't need, we can't profit from that customer. They get more <laughs> of a benefit out of our product than we are doing business with them. So they say, you know what? We gonna let Credit Karma acquire Mint.com. See, this this right here is information that you cannot learn from theory, because in theory, why wouldn't QuickBooks want a product that helps people budget and become more financially responsible in theory? In actuality, it makes less sense for QuickBooks to continue to support a product that makes people more financially responsible. Can you imagine? What's your thoughts on that, Oak? All done. Listen, man, <laughs> you hit the nail right on the head, man. 
See, when you're just talking about change, there, there, are, there are several levels of change. One level is pre-contemplation, all right? I have not even thought about change. The next level is contemplation. I've thought about changing, but you know, I'm not gonna do anything in the next six to nine months, all right? Then when, you, when you're ready to make a change, you start preparing for that change. And then you take action, okay? So when you have somebody who is at the level of, of um, mint, all right? That's too many levels to go, to go through to get to action and doing business so that they'll buy my real product, which is QuickBooks. Okay, it's too many levels of change. And they realize, and they, I guess they finally realize that we can't be there for all those levels. We want the people who are ready for action, not the people who are in preparation to do business. We want people who are ready to take action to do business. And that takes some, that does take some um, uh, uh, experience and, and some self-awareness and you know that you need to do, but you, you mentioned some things a, a, a few minutes back, Byron, about um, not making not, not the, your product is not selling right now, uh, but you still have to make payroll. You, what do you do when things are not going the way that you need them to go? Well, you were, you were describing who moved my cheese, okay? Uh, I meant, listen, we needed to have these things three months ago, but now I don't have them, so what do I do, all right? You're in the business, whatever business you're in, you're in the business to solve problems. If you can't find a way to solve your customer's problem, then you find somebody else who can solve your customer's problem. Wait a second. Did you just say, send my customer over to a competitor? Yes, I just said that. Why? Because you have solved your customer's problem and they're going to remember that you solved their problem. Or do you want them to remember how you try to talk them into waiting three months and let them go out of business? Okay. What, what do you want them to remember? So these are things you have to do when you start doing your, you're in, you're in business to serve. You may think you're in business to make money. You're in business to serve. And the better you serve, the more money you'll make. So I just wanted to um, say about that. And so here's the other thing, Byron. So did did our business, our business, we did good business this this year, but did we do um, did we do better than last year? Okay, when you look on when you look at the numbers, we did not do as good as last year. We did not, and the people who work for me know we did not. But did they get their Christmas bonus? It wasn't increased, but it was at least the same as last still got year. It. Still they got still it. got it. They still got it. Okay. And do you think that, do you think they know, do you think they were prepared to hear a speech from me saying, yeah, you know, business wasn't as, and that's why, and that's why I can't do the Chris. They were prepared for that, but they didn't get that. They got the Christmas bonus. And so what is going to be their attitude towards the business next year? My God. So what okay. made you give the Christmas bonus? Because we gotta, we got we gotta talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. You did, you didn't do as good as you did in twenty two, but you still did good in twenty three, and you still gave your team a Christmas bonus. 
Most people would not do that. Most business owners wouldn't do that. What made you still give the bonus when the business didn't produce what it did in 2022? Because there's no lack of money. There's no lack. I just have unrealized funds. So now we have to find a way. If I'm going to pay out that bonus, now we have to find a way. What is the new way that I need to do something to get that same level of business? I can't get that same level of business the old way I was doing it, obviously, because the leads aren't coming in. So what are we going to do to level up? What are we going to look for so that we can help not, uh, help our clients and help the people who, um, who are on board with us in the business? You know, they, they, listen, they, 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 um, um, uh, you know, they threw their lot in with you. You know, they spend, they spend their time with you. Um, and, they, and listen, and just because you're not selling <laughs> doesn't mean they're not working. <laughs> they're still putting in the hours, okay? And they still expect to get paid, all right? We have never missed a payroll. We have never asked anybody to wait on their money, all right? And so what we're talking about is be in a position to know that the money is out there. The money is for you. The money is coming. It's just not, it's just not, it's unrealized money, but you can't start freaking out when the bank account gets low and then you panic because now you're thinking differently about I don't have enough. When you start thinking I don't have enough, that is the downfall. You have to know that whatever you write down in your goals, whatever you're going to write down is I'm going to make this money. I'm going to make that money. And now I have to, I have to be open to the new ways that are going to present themselves so I can recognize them when they come. You know, So when you start thinking about I don't have enough, I, I, don't, I can't do it. Um, it's a problem. Guess what you recognize? Guess what you see? You see more problems. You see what you can't do. And you see, and, 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 and you bring out all that negative energy towards you. Well, when you start talking about what you are going to do, um, I already have it. I'm going to, listen, I have to act as if mm. we gave out the Christmas bonus acting as if, okay, things are great. Things are great in the universe. They, I they just, I just need to find, I just need to find how I need to plug into it in a new way, Byron. I just need to plug into it in a new way. Obviously I'm not plugged in right now. All right. I'm not plugged in in a new way, but guess what? I will find it. Absolutely. I have a new, I, I have a new story next week. Watch, watch me. Okay. Absolutely. Just watch me. You know what I love about that? Because you, I, I would say this. A lot of companies actually do give bonuses. They still pay, you know, and I've never missed a payroll, too. So shout out to the folk who never missed the payroll. You know, um, I've never missed the payroll. And, you know, one thing about my team, you know, because I know that, um, you know, my team even get vacation time and get all of the things. Right. So so um, one thing I know about that is those are the types of things in business that when when you when you're looking at how to operate on a high level when you're looking at how to operate on a high level even on a medium level these are the types of things that you have to take into consideration whenever you're doing your lunch because what don just mentioned what don just mentioned is that you know what we didn't have all of the leads that we thought we was going to get coming in maybe he tried a strategy that 
this strategy, this this quarter didn't work as well as the one from the previous quarter. Maybe this whole year was just a weird economic year for a lot of businesses. And it's just a, it's, it's a year thing. Right. Maybe he can look in his data, see some KPIs, track some KPIs. Maybe we did this much of this and that much of this at this time. And this is what worked and this is what didn't work. All of these are the types of things that we really need to kind of like look at on in data so we can make bit better decisions going into 2024. And again, I'm going to detail out before the end of this show, I'm going to detail out exactly what that looks like from going when you when you set your business up the right way to be able to track all of the right numbers, track all of the right things and transition your business in a way to where by the time you getting ready to transition to that next year, not only are you in a position to sell, you can scale your business. You can also uh, uh, sell your business. If somebody is interested in buying your business, you can get credit on that business. All of the things we're going to talk specifically about how that looks um, uh, before the end of this show. But before that, I think O wanted to jump in. You want to say something? Yeah, 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 man. We got a, a quick commercial break, man. We got we got to talk about this this gear, man, and those things hey, energy, man. man. You know what I'm saying? So look, man, make sure y'all go on the website, nostingenergy.com. That's what the website looks like. Oh, this is the actual hoodie I have on right now. You can click shop to drop or you can go through it. And we got three different colors. We got the red, we got the black, we got, I don't know what the name of the other color it is, but it's nice. We got uh, joggers, we got sweatshirts, we got uh, the hoodies, and we also got t-shirts. Uh, high quality material. You can see what the material we have. It's not the basic cotton that, 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 that scratches skin, you know what I'm saying? It feels good on your skin. So make sure y'all click that. Check that out. Uh, just came out. We just dropped it yesterday. So I've been asking about the, the, the gear for a while. We finally have it. And uh, like I said, it's high quality. I like it. I'm a hoodie guy myself. So this is a hoodie I'll be wearing every day. So uh, make sure I click the link, check it out, and uh, get back to it. Man. Yeah. And our members get a special discount, right? Yeah. The members get a discount. The members get a discount. So if you click uh, next to subscribe on the YouTube channel, you click join, join the membership. They got three different levels, and you will get a discount. Like, you locked in. You get a discount every time you purchase. So, make sure y'all check it out, man. Yes, indeed. Yeah, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. I think we got Lady B. I want to hear from Lady B, Terry. I don't know if they ever got their mics fixed up or not, but if y'all are free to speak, you know, definitely join in to this conversation. And and, and I want to hear your thoughts. You know, about what that transition is looking like for you going into 2024. And then I want to go and talk about this traction, this Gino Wigman, this VTO, and all of this kind of stuff, these systems. Good morning. Good morning. Um, thank you for having this conversation today. Um yes, well, I wanted to speak on what you guys mentioned about mindset and knowing when and how to pivot. So for me, I have a story where I've been in business since 2012. Um, I was doing really good in the business here in South Florida. It's what's considered sober living. So that's like um, group home type of style. And what happened was the industry had a lot of changes. So it was basically an industry that doesn't have any governing body and it deals with health insurance. Um, 
And the part of the halfway house is needed for the treatment centers to make money, vice versa. So, you know, being that there was no governing body, not to say that what to do or what not to do, you had a lot of people, you had a lot of bad players in the industry is what I would say. Um, so eventually the government came in, like when they get ready to, on these type of situations, um, and said that, you know, they didn't even understand it. So what they did was create a task force in my county that um, basically had people who's in the industry to come in and speak so they could figure out how it all works together. Um, and the top players, because the, the business model from the top to the bottom, everybody was using the same business model. So it's not to really say that one person was doing it right, the other person was doing it wrong. What was wrong is that the bad players was causing a lot of people to die because they wanted to circulate, they wanted their insurance, basically milk their insurance um, by having them relapse, overdosing, and all this type of stuff came with that. So <clears throat> long story short with that, you guys, um, I got caught up in the mix, not to say that I was a bad player, far from it. It's just one of those things that you know, um, I think I actually did a pretty good job with if I if I ever did get caught up to fight it. Um, and a lot of people was depending on that in the industry. I had a lot of people backing me to see that happen. Um, but unfortunately, I got caught up in another little mix that caused me to have to force my hand where I could no longer like fight for trial. And I don't even think that probably would have been the thing to do because the charge itself is called patient brokering. So I'm sure nobody has even heard of that um, because it's a needle in the haystack charge that they just picked out to say that we're gonna come in and um, basically straw pick who we wanna use as, as an example. My example came from somebody who sits at the round table that's up top and it was a mutual client that got involved to push that button on me for me to be in the mix. But I'm not here to prove that to no one. I just wanted to share the story about like having the proper mindset and knowing how to pivot because this caused me a big setback in my business. Um, I had to step back for five years as I dealt with the legal issues. I had to rely on my family to step in and to hope that they would keep the business the business up until the day I could come back. Um, which is to show you how bogus it is because if it was something that I did wrong, there's no reason that they would allow me to come back to the business once I did what I had to do. So again, my hand was forced. Um, pivoting, you know, what I would say to that is <clears throat> my brother does a hell of a lot better job than me um, as far as managing and knowing how to be consistent, right? And I'm eager to hear what you have to say, Byron, as, you know, on high level when it comes to knowing how to scale a business, right? Um, I think I did that, but in the moment that I did it, I didn't really realize what I had um, in my hands. And so pivoting for me is that, like you mentioned something like this earlier, 
is prior to me coming into that industry, I was a medical assistant where I work in doctor's offices. That experience is what led me to open that type of business along with, you know, just to be transparent, I used to be a dope girl. So I understand how to deal with these type of people. Um, it's just, I'm coming from a side of really helping them versus hurting them now, right? And that in itself um, was a whole experience for me to the point where like, you know, it helped me to find my purpose. It helped me to realize like self-awareness um, and that type of thing. But my pivoting point has now come to what I've learned from these industries, I'm now taking into a real estate side. I always knew that it was like real estate, but the industry I was in was more so dealing with the care of these people, right? Um, and now the way that it's set up, um, it's where I'm dealing with older people who have long recovery time. So the business really runs itself. It's really hands-off, runs itself, where before I was more involved because I'm dealing with young kids um, who their parents are willing to pay whatever just to get them off their hand, and they're not wanting to stay sober. So that's a whole different beast, right? So the pivot, it really helped me to understand how to keep a business stable, right? Mm -hmm. Even though I was making more Uh-oh. I think we lost her. I think her mic went out. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. I don't want to keep going, but yeah, you guys, that's my point is, um, you know, it's important to have a positive mindset, have a good support system, and knowing how and when to pivot. And my pivot is now going into government contracting, offering housing solutions, leveraging business credit, and also teaching people how to do this, right? Depending where they're at and um, what business model type of group home, midterm rental work would work for them. But that's all. That's what I wanted to share. I love that. I love. Thank it. you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was a touching story because you know different levels to that story. Yeah, right there. a lot of levels. You know, you got legal, right? You got transition, you know, um, but at the end of the day, you you got entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial spirit at 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 the core of that, and I and I and I appreciate that entrepreneurial spirit, the ups, the downs, the the full journey, um, because that's what it is. That's real, um, you know. Um, listen, man, I, I don't even know how how to even express. You know, uh, the the feelings on that. I know we got my guy A.O. in the building. You know what I'm saying? I know he's built several businesses. He's been successful at business. I know he's been unsuccessful at business. He's seen both sides. Um, And uh, that right there is the, that, that that's the difference maker, right? When you are able to see a business grow, right? And, and, and overcome every single one of the obstacles that may come into your in in your view. Figure it out, overcome it, right, and and be triumphant in the end. That right there is the difference maker. Every again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna 
continue to announce this. All businesses work in theory. All businesses work on business plans. Where businesses fail is when we have to problem solve to get a business from point A to point B in real life, in real life. Um, Ayo, real quick, is Ayo with us? Do we got to get? Yo. What's good, my guy? Yeah. That boy hey, clean, man. man. That boy clean, man. Hey, man boy- I'm on I'm on vacation. I said I'll come in here and support my people. Man, appreciate you. Appreciate, appreciate that. You you in Miami or what? Can't say where I'm at, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I can dig hey, it. Hey man, we appreciate you joining us, man. We're even on vacation, man. Mean a lot. Hey man, listen, man. You know, y'all out here working and grinding and changing lives. So you know what? I'm not changing any lives right now. I'm out here enjoying this beautiful. You know what? Are you creating lives? No sir, no sir. <laughs> you know, productivity is important. We're not going to the 2024. No sir, I don't create no lives. Not not, not me. <laughs> so, what's your thoughts about this, man? How to start and scale a business with with loaded limited funds? Because a lot of people here, a lot of people in our community, they, they want a business, but they don't have to, you know, may not have the, the, the uh, proper funds to start it or the proper funds people say you need to start a business. So what's your, what's your thoughts about that? Um, and I think it's, to start a business, man, you, you got to have an STD in every business. You got to have an STD, Doc. Got to have strategy, got to deal with time, and you got to have discipline. <sighs> I'm going to say that one more time. Every business needs to have an STD. <laughs> and, and and I've learned every business that I've 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 started, that I've watched, that I've studied, all of them had an STD in it. All of them. All of them. And then and, and number one, it started with strategy. And <clears throat> one of the things I learned in 2024, man, was, man, when I get an idea, right, I got to make a decision. Once I make that decision, I got to take action. Well, I'm going to just keep it a buck with you, man, on this show, in the words of my boy, Corey. Uh, I think a lot of us, specifically African-Americans, man, we are the most creative group of individuals. We have some of the dopest ideas. We, 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 when we get to thinking, man, we can come up with the dopest, dopest stuff. I mean, look at the hair industry. We, We've we created the hair industry, but we don't own it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't see and no disrespect, but it's like I, I don't see other organizations or other other races really putting in good work, really creating movement inside of the hair industry, but we don't own it. So it's like we have a lot of ideas, but we, we never come to the point of of really making a decision. And so I have a lot of ideas. But in 2023, I learned that, man, what really took me to the to the next stage wasn't that I was the most talented speaker, the most talented YouTuber, the most the the best money guy out there in the streets. Heck no. I made a decision. I made a decision to to focus for two years on this project, to gather a team around me, to take care of my team around me. When I made that decision, I put it to work, man. I put action to work. And then when I put action to work, I got some kind of result. 
whether that was a positive result or a negative result, I got a result. And the problem that, I, that I'm seeing from a lot of us, which I'm taking even further into 2024 is, man, I'm going to have a strategy. I, I'm, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to have a strategy. And then I'm just going to allow time to be my best friend. I think a lot of us are looking for that get rich, get quick type situation. Okay, if I could put money over here, how long would it be? 30 days? Cool, great, you got it. Nah, man, give me a 30-year plan. Give me a three-year plan. Give, give me a 13, 10-year plan. I, I, don't, I would love to get legit, legal, morally, ethical money as quick as I possibly can. But when we look at a lot of your wealthy individuals, not your rich individuals, man, they, bro, they really, really, really was like, okay, what's the long-term play? Um, how, how, What's the strategy behind this long-term play? And then they were disciplined, man. And those are the three things that I've learned with the business um, that if you really want a successful business, you got to have STD. Wow. You mentioned some key things in that um, AO. Number one was you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, having that strategy, but not having a discipline to see that strategy through. Uh, can you speak on why that discipline piece is so critically important on top of the strategy, on top of having the, the, the plan and all of those things? Can you can you speak on that? Yeah, man, when it comes to the discipline for me, for an example, man, I've <clears throat> um, discipline is the bridge. Watch this. The bridge from where we are today to where we want to go tomorrow. Mm. And and I think a lot of us, um, for an example, for an example, I'm, I'm, I always look at the chat. A lot of us hear the word, they, we hear the acronym STD, but we're not disciplined enough to listen to the message behind what's going on. It's like, oh, man, that's just, that's a bad acronym. No, but did you listen to the message? <laughs> that's discipline. Okay, I, I hear that. But discipline is, do you see that you need strategy? Do you see that you need to go with time? Do you see you need to have discipline? And so oftentimes we lack discipline because we're not really, really ready to focus. And for me, I don't care what the acronym is. I don't care what the what the the what how the person delivers it. Does the message help me get from where I'm at today to where I want to be at tomorrow. And discipline sometimes meaning that we need to tell ourselves uh, and shift ourselves so we can start focusing differently. Because me, when I heard the acronym from a white man, he gave me the acronym. I was like, whoa, wait, okay, okay, okay. That's a little, that's different, but I, I'm following the message. <laughs> I'm, I'm with the message, my guy. I, I'm, and I didn't stay stuck on the acronym. So that's how I've been really able to really get to that. Another another thing, man, 2024, I'm actually removing all social media apps from the, my homepage. Because what I've learned is when I started reading more books, I started seeing my mind grow. When my mind, my business grow, right, my, my business in the actual world actually grew. And every time I was on social media, I wasn't growing. I was growing and knowing everyone else's business and everyone else's opinion, but it really wasn't benefiting my business, my, my personal growth. It was entertaining and we all need entertainment. So what I'm doing, man, is I'm, I'm limiting discipline. I'm limiting the amount of time I'm on social media. I'm limiting the amount of time of me consuming someone else's life. I'm limiting the amount of time where I'm seeing everyone else's opinion because the court of public opinion is very, very, very real. And it impacts all of us. I don't care who you are. We saw Bishop Jakes get attacked over the last couple of weeks, and he he responded. Every one of us feels. I don't care what no one's. I don't feel. No, yes, you do. Discipline says, hey, 
you know what? Let me go ahead and remove social media from my homepage. So that way it makes it difficult for me to get to it. And you know what? Let me put reading apps. Let me put the Kindle app on my front page. Let me put Goodreads on my front page. Let me put uh, uh, um, um, uh, Amazon's, uh, uh, what's it called? Audible, Audible on my front page. Let, let me put my notepad on the front page. Let me put my Bible app on the front page. Let me put the things that's benefiting me on the front page. Now, I'm not saying I'll never get on social media again or I won't watch Netflix. But what I am saying is I'm going to be disciplined enough to put the strategy in front of me, work the strategy over a period of time. And stay disciplined with that. And when we do have the discipline to sit here and to check ourselves and put the strategy in front of us, put the plan in front of us and work the plan, we'll see improvement in our businesses. We'll see improvement in the selling houses. We'll see improvement in, in, in our, our growth. We'll see improvement in our family. Heck, I believe I'm going to be a better husband to be because of discipline. I believe I'm going to be a better uh, father to be if I have kids because of me practicing discipline now. So discipline is important, man. I, I, I live by that. That discipline is, is the bridge between where I want to go today to tomorrow. And the only way I can fail is me. Wow. Wow. Great. Wow. I think that's the biggest is between the people that are successful and the people that's not is that discipline piece. You know what was so impressive about AO? when I met with AO and uh, he probably don't even notice, you know what I'm saying? But let me tell you why I have so much respect for AO and it's going to tie into, it's going to tie into what we're going to talk about today. When I go over this lesson, you know, AO told me a couple things and he was like, yo, um, he said, man, yeah, you know, uh, if you want to catch me on this or you want to catch me on this, you could catch me in 2025. We're going to be doing this in 2026. We actually have a scheduled date to do this, that, right? Uh, the business is going to be here in 2024, April, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait a minute. My guy has years of 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 things on the schedule in advance. Yeah. Right? What that tells me about a person, right? Number one, it tells me that this person is not only serious about their business, but it lets me know that they are extremely disciplined. A lot of us, a lot of us don't know what's on our calendar for the next six months. We don't know what's important to us six months from now, three months from now. We don't know what our budget is. We don't know how to properly plan for that budget six months from now because we have not lived our lives in a disciplined and structured enough manner to be able to put things in place like that. Right. And so that's why I, I, I knew, let me explain something to you. I knew that AO was successful in business just based off that alone, because in order for you to be that structured, that tells me you have to be living a disciplined life. You can't listen. If you random with everything that you do, if you random with everything that you do, it's impossible to be able to, to, to do business at the level that AO is doing it at because it, it, it's too random. It's too, it's too chaotic. It, it, either you need to have somebody in place that can, that can help you get disciplined to that level 
or or you need to be disciplined yourself. So I want to speak to AO on number one, why did you structure your life in the way that you structure your life? Because you have a schedule for pretty much a lot of things that you do and you stick to it pretty religiously. How did you get to that space and position to move like that? And, and why did you implement those things in your business like that? Yeah, that's a good question, man. One of the quotes that I live by is the caliber of my future will be, will be determined by the choices that I made today. So if I want 2026 to be powerful, man, I got to make, I got to make dope decisions in 2023. If I want 2024 to be dope, then I got to make best decisions in 2023. And I realized that uh, when I was not uh, operating in that way, it was because I would just wake up and be like, all right, bet. It's, it's, it's January 2024. I'm just now strategizing over 2024. Everyone's writing, you know, doing their, their, 2020, 20, uh, their 2024 vision board now or in January. I mean, I did my 2020 vision board, board back in 2022. Like, I already know what I want to do and where I want to go. Because I thought, again, when I'm in these rooms, and it wasn't just me. I ain't going to sit here now like it's always been me. I'm in these rooms with people making 5 10 20 30 $100 million. And my mentor, Dave Ramsey, already knows what he's doing in 2035. Whoa. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You're, say what? Bishop Jakes already knows the, the moves he's making in 2030. I'm like, wait, 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 what? And I don't even know what I'm doing next month. And so for me, I started incorporating that. I started to start saying, all right, what am I doing next quarter? Then I started evolving. Okay, what am I doing, you know, in the next six months? Then I started evolving. What am I doing next year? People already know to book me. You got to book me a year out because I plan my schedule. And then once I plan my schedule, if I'm not booked on that date, now any other bookings that come in after that has to operate around my business. And so me and my team flew out to California, my entire staff, man, we're already, we already had the plan down for 2025. So it's like, we're already strategizing on books that will be coming out on uh, new material that be coming out. So we're working ahead of time. Everything that y'all see come out in January, 2024, my business, we started working on that in the summer of this month in the summer of this year, 2023, the shows were already shot. So, I just think for me, and, I, and and again, I'm not saying my way is the best way because there are people who can operate, you know, monthly and, and weekly. I, I'm not knocking them. But here's one thing I do value, time and my team. I value my team. And one thing I've learned is that as the CEO of my company, right, I'm good. I don't want my team stressed out. So if I wake up with an idea today, then I go to my team and be like, yo, I need, I need you to do this and then run this play. We need this done by next week. That puts stress on my team. Ain't nobody going to want to work with me, bro. If I say, hey, we're going to launch this whole new course and curriculum next month, that puts stress on my team. Now my team has a full calendar year. 90% of that is going to stay the same. 10% we do around, we do allow room for grace and for something that is worth the extra little stress. Like it's going to bring in a significant amount of money, but I always reward my team on if we do adjust the last 10%, then I reward them. My team gets off every single Friday. They only work from 10 to 4 p.m. Monday through Thursday. They, they're off two weeks in July. 
They're off one week in November for Thanksgiving and two weeks to two and a half weeks in December. And on top of that, they get two weeks that they can request off throughout the year. But we bust our butts and we stick the calendar. So my team is already working on things for August of next year when they come back in January. We're rolling out something in January called Pray FYI. We built that back in August of this year because I want to make sure that my team and my staff are healthy. They're spending time with their family. They, they are honestly out there building extra income. I'm a CEO and I can say that because I'm not going to pay them the way I'm getting paid. So I want them to have time to, to be able to build wealth. So for me, man, I, I really incorporated that one for me. So that way I won't be stressed and I could build a healthy business. And then for two, anyone that helps me build my vision, I want them to have time to build their vision as well. And I want them to leave, Byron. I don't want, I don't want nobody on my staff to stay with me forever. Because I believe if I sow into good ground, God will send it back my way. And I will never be in a place to where I need extra employees or I need employees, some of the staff. No, because I have a lot of people who learn about what we do. They love it. They want to come work with me for a good few years. Then I want to send them off. My business, and I'm going to shut up. I've structured my business in a way with discipline to where it's almost like a ministry. I want you to come in, grow, get what you need, go out. I want to plant you. Go do your thing. And then I will create a room for someone else to come in, grow for a few years, go out. I'm always going to have something doing that, someone doing that. And I'm just excited about it, man. And because I have, watch this, because we have such a calendar and because we're working so far ahead, if someone was to quit today, it doesn't impact me today or tomorrow. It impacts me about six, seven months down the road, currently at where we are. So it even puts my put my company in a better position. If I get sick tomorrow, next month, we can still run 100% and I could be in the hospital for a whole month. And we will not skip a beat, but it will impact us six, seven months from now. But the majority of us in business can't do that. And that's where discipline comes in. Wow. One more question. I got to get this off. I got to get this one off because this one's critically uh, important. This is critically important. But before, before, you, before you do it, man, we need to get, we need, y'all need to show some love on that like button, man. What's going yeah. on, man? Let's, 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 let's get to 50 at least. Golly, man. We got 100 people, yeah. over 100 people in the room with, with, with less than 50 likes, man. That is that stingy? And we taking stingy energy into 2024? What, that's what we doing? I'm confused. <laughs> Let's hit the like button. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> real quick, uh, we were talking earlier, Ao, about um, we were talking about how businesses work in theory. All businesses work on a business plan, right? But when you have when you run up against issues, when you run up against challenges in business, and you have to figure out ways to pivot, grow beyond those different challenges that may arise as we approach business, what, number one, have you ever dealt with challenges in business? And what did you do to, to take your business from that theory, right? And put yourself in position to where you can have your business projected two, three years out because you, you've, you've been battle tested enough to know how to structure it in the right way to get the maximum amount of efficiency, profit, and all of the things. What what are some number one? Have you ever been in a situation where you've been challenged in business and had to grow beyond some things? And then number two, um, um, what what what? How did you how did you get that done? 
Yeah, man. You know, my challenges in my my business are a little bit different because I'm in a content creation and money motivational space, right? So my challenges are a little bit differently. But um, I think one of my most recent challenges, man, is I said something. Y'all, y'all ever be talking and you accidentally say something you don't mean? And and I, and I could say this, you know, I said something about Africa. Uh, I want to say almost about five, six months ago, but it went viral about maybe a month and a half, two months ago in Byron, we lost about 10,000 followers because of that. Um, It impacted our YouTube channel. It impacted our Instagram. um, um, Simply because I I misquoted something, right? I missaid something and and none of us caught it. Myself didn't catch it. My team didn't catch it. Um, And uh, it was a huge impact because that was 10,000 loyal African followings that Unfortunately, I had to own what I said, and uh, we lost. We lost money. We lost. Um, um, we lost views. We lost downloads, and because of that, it impacted other parts of our business. Thankfully, because I do operate in months ahead, I already had the funds for the next few months, right? And so I had to step back and and pivot and figure out. Okay, cool. How how do I one own this? Two, how do I move forward? Three, how do I how do I start getting back the funds that we lost because of my my stupid statement? Um, and that was that was a hard that was a hard season for me because I go viral all the time for certain stuff that I said and I own it. That was the first time that I I honestly did not <laughs> mean it that way, um, and I still had to own it. But it was like, okay, what do we do? Because this this has this has impacted um, this has impacted the business. And so, what we honestly did was, uh, for me, what I've learned is sit quiet. I think sometimes a lot of people, when we see a problem, we panic out, we freak out, we lash out. And I literally just sat back. I literally I, I got off social media for about twenty four hours. Didn't read nothing. Didn't even answer my text message. And I was just silent, man. And then I literally, while I was silent, I seek wisdom from other um, content creators who have said stuff and, and it came back to them. Um, I, see, I, I just started getting wisdom from other people, man. And then I just wrote down a strategy. What is the strategy on moving forward? Um, and one of those guys was Mike Todd, Pastor Mike Todd. He was like, man, get out the comments, et cetera. Um, and I think for me, when it comes to discipline, when it comes to pivoting in a pivotal time of your business, don't react in the moment. And some, for some people, you need to sit back for like 24, 48 hours and just strategize, okay, get your emotions under control, um, get your fear under control, get your reaction down to a zero reaction, and then you're able to really assess what's the best way to move forward. And that's what I did. I literally... I literally just I've learned how to just sit still um, and don't respond while I'm heated, while I'm upset, because I was ready to jump into defense mode, bro. Like, no, I didn't. Da, 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 da. But literally after really sitting down, I think I didn't respond for like a good three days. Um, and after wisdom, after prayer, after my feelings was checked and and, and inside, man, I came back and I just I started moving forward and, and I I did the pivot. My team and I did a pivot. Um, and we, we've owned it, man. So mine is a little different with the nature of my business. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not like in real estate, like you all, and that pivot may be a little bit different. 
Uh, but for us in the content creation space, it's um, it was a huge pivot for us at the very last minute. Man, I love I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And 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 I, I I'll argue this. I'll argue that even though yes, the space is different, but business is is business. You know what I'm saying? And we all have those challenges that come up in business. I don't care what type of business you're in. That's why this conversation is so important. Because you can extrapolate from AO from what he just said, it may you may not be it may not be a statement that you made that can create that kind of problem in your business, but it may be a statement that one of your employees said. It may be a lawsuit that somebody threatens you with, right? It may be a bad customer service experience that that you may have. Whatever it may be, these things challenge us in business, and we have to. We have to do things to position ourselves to be able to pivot, gain control of it, fix the issue, right? And here's the other key, weather the storm, okay? Don just spoke about something that was critically important. He said that his people still got the bonus, right? The people still got the bonus. A lot of times, right, as, as the owner, right, you have to make those kind of decisions. It may not make sense on paper, it may not make sense on paper, but him being the leader, yeah, him being the leader and, and, and understanding his tribe, he knows that, you know what, this may not make the, the best business sense, but it may make the best people sense. Right? But hold up, it, though, Brian. Yeah. Now nah, that makes the best business sense. Oh, let's talk your, about it. Your people, what he said is, is facts. I'll never forget, man, it was, I forgot when it was, but I forgot to approve payroll. And so because I forgot to approve payroll, my staff, it was literally the day before they would not have gotten paid. It, they would not have gotten paid. And so with my payroll company, we use Gusto. It takes them four days or I can go up on the plan and get paid the next day. It was already done. So what I did was I went and wired everybody their money out of my personal account. Everybody. And watch this. Didn't get a refund. Because it was my mistake and I didn't want it to cost the company. That's some people might say, well, that's a bad business move. No, no, no. My staff, my team members, they are the reason why Don is there, why I'm there, why Byron is there. I can't do what I do without my team. I can't do what I do without Michelle and without Alex, CJ, and all my people. So I would rather sacrifice me, sacrifice some things on my end, because at the end of the day, we are all owners. They don't eat like we do when it comes to our business. They don't have the benefits like what we do. So I will happily, I think Don made the right decision. Hey, they got paid. And you know what? They will work their behinds off for him because they are still getting paid. If he would have said, hey, y'all are going to get late, paid late, I'm sorry. But you ain't? Oh, brother, it would have been a bad situation. Even if Don didn't eat, they automatically assume we ate because we're the owners of the company. So I think taking care of your team, no matter what, staying true to your word to no matter what, man, you got to do that because that that is the best move for the business. Because if you don't take care of them, now customer service goes down. How they're treating your your your, your customers is going down. Now, when you treat the customers wrong, they're like, oh, he had, man, now they're talking about you. They ain't talking about the employee. They're talking about the owner. That company needs this. That company is horrible. So, nah, man, I, I believe I believe that if, the, if your staff 
is not happy, your business is not going to be represented well. And I appreciate Don for saying that. I agree with that. I'd rather double pay them before I don't pay them. Facts. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) No, sir. I like that he said that. I appreciate Don for saying that. When he, I said that. That's my God. Don was speaking because, bro, like they see us, right? They see what we're doing. They see where we live. They see what we're driving, but they don't see the hell that we go through. They, They don't see the issues that we go through. But if that check don't come through. All they're going to talk about is the issues. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So listen, let me pay y'all. And and unless they watch you right now, bro, they still don't know. They don't know. I never told them that I had to pay them. out. They thought everything was the norm. The mm. only thing that changed for them was their paycheck stub came later that afternoon rather than that morning, because we just operated and did the back-end work on Gusto. But for me, man, nah, brother. And then watch this. This was our best year, and I gave them a $1,000 bonus last uh, 2022. I said, you know what? I'm going to go up higher. I bought them all Gucci watches this year. All Gucci watches. That wasn't wasn't in the budget, though, O'Neal, Byron, Don. That That came out your budget. Yeah. So... The business paid a thousand. I paid the other because I want my team to always know that I I appreciate you, I value you, I, I I need you, you know. And then from there, man, that's my prayer is that anyone who joins my team, they they understand it that they're valuable because uh, watch this and I'll, I'll shut up. And I don't think a lot of business owners think about this. I know my staff is not going to be with me forever. When they leave my company, when people ask them, how was it like working for Anthony O'Neill, working for AO Enterprise and Neatness Network? I want them to say the majority of things are good. Every company has a negative. Every every company is going to go through their ups and their downs. That's cool. But I want them to speak positive about the experience. And I think a lot of us don't care. Like, oh, bump him. He can leave. She can leave. Nah, man. You want them to speak positive about that positive about the business so that way when other employees come in they're hearing good things they're not hearing negative things um so that's just something that i really value i love that and i gotta say shout out to me too because i've never missed a payroll anybody on my team they know man, i've never missed a payroll i've never even listen to this though i've never missed a bonus i've never missed holiday pay right i've never missed uh, uh, vacation, sick. Da- Listen, my team get paid all of that. Sick time, all of that. Byron, you ain't giving me my check, though. Hold up. <laughs> uh, Those are lies. Those are lies. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. You know what else? Hey, yo, listen to this, though. Listen to this, though. Hey, yo, I sent you a check that you ain't asked for, didn't I? You so did, brother. You so did. did. I ain't gonna lie. Now you ain't send me no check. That was a cash app, doc. I'm gonna get yeah, you yeah, credit. I, said, I got the cash app, doc. You got the cash app. I sent you that. You didn't ask for it. You didn't ask for it. You didn't even know that you deserved it. I knew you deserved it. Sure, no, no. And, and here's what I like about it. After you sent it to me, you called me and explained to me what 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 it was for. Uh, that's a man of integrity and character. Character because, you know, in my space, brother, I put people on my show all the time and they make money. They don't send me nothing. I put you and O'Neill on my show. I got a check and we didn't even talk about. Y'all sending me a check if something come through. 
That's character. That's integrity. And I sure enough did cash that check, brother. I, I'll be honest with you. I cashed that check and took a young lady out to eat. I'm going to go on God bless you. Ooh, let's talk about it. Talking about productivity over there. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Production of human beings. What are we doing? I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break real quick, and then we're going to get into um, – we're going to talk about systems, you guys, and I'm really going to dive deep. And I'm going to set you up. I promise you when, you, when you, by the end of this session today, you're going to know how to set your business up in a way that will not only set you up for success, but it will also, it will also set you up um, um, to be organized and, 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 and go into this, 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 this business thing the right way. I promise you that. So let's get, get to this commercial break real quick. And What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow-up. We struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look. It sends you multiple messages, like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show you all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure you check it out. Peace. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Listen, and if you haven't already, make sure you join the membership. Make sure you can pick up you a no stingy, some No Stingy Energy gear at a discount. If all of the members who join... The membership on YouTube, you will be you will be able to take advantage of additional discounts for the no stingy energy gear. And again, this is not your typical, you know, this ain't the uh what they call it, uh what they call it, the shop hard, on demand. Hard cotton. Yeah, this ain't shop on demand quality. This is like that, you know, hand stitched in Colombia. You understand what I'm saying? Like this, this listen, this is hand stitched high quality material um, that you can take advantage of. Listen, the same material, some of the materials that we use is the same material that goes into luxury brands, okay? The same material that goes into some of your, your most known luxury brands, that's the material that we decided to go with. We did not want to have a cheap shop-on-demand version of our gear out there. We wanted quality, quality uh, material and that's what it is. If you if you want to check out what that quality looks like, if you look at O'Neill's, uh, O'Neill, you mind standing up real quick? And and here's the thing, it, it up, was man. so what crazy. What was so crazy about it, oh, is that when I saw our previous material next to this new the material, newer. I was blown away. I saw the quality yeah, from the different. picture. Yeah. Listen to me. I saw I saw the quality difference from the picture. So 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 yeah. If you want to check that out and you want to get that additional discount, join the membership. If not, you can still pick up. Uh, uh, you can use the what's the what's the code they can put in? Oh, you remember knows NSC ten NSC ten get your discount to be able to pick yeah. up you some merch today. Yeah, make sure y'all grab it. But yes, hey, indeed. before Byron, before you get into what you want to talk about, we need to yeah. hear from Keisha because Keisha. Said in the comments, she was part of a company that missed payroll several times. So we need to talk about that real quick. How did it have effects on your employees? How it has effects on people that have kids, etc. So, Keisha, if you mind, you don't have to mention name or anything, but just talk about that experience. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning, O'Neill. I know you always love a little bit of drama. I'm all I'm like real time, you know? 
No, um, I did work for someone who will forever remain nameless um, um, because it doesn't matter. I don't even think he in business anymore. Um, but yeah, it definitely affects uh, morale. It affects how you view the company, the person. It's a, you know, it just speaks to integrity. And um, I know you mentioned, you know, UAO, Byron, um, O'Neill, that before all else, you make sure your people eat because without them, where would you be? It doesn't bode well when things go wrong. They're the first, you know, bad news travels fast, real fast. And so um, I think that's, you know, part of the reason why this particular person is no longer in business, but it affects you because, you know, some people who, you know, are not business owners and, and rely on that bi-weekly check they have things planned out i know ao you mentioned that you have your business planned out people plan their lives out like that you know what's on the calendar you know things that come up on a regular basis so when you start messing with that people are unhappy that's how you get disgruntled workers and um, it just doesn't speak well to the type of person that you are um, and how you do business so how do you look the owner of a company when he's missing payroll he say you he's gonna be a day late or i don't have the the money to pay you this week how how does it the employees look at the employer at that point this particular employer didn't care uh didn't care enough to to make it better or didn't have the funds to make it better whichever one is the issue but um that just goes to show the lack of planning um there was no emergency fund clearly if there was i mean they were still ordering DoorDash. They were still ordering from Amazon daily. So it's like, you know, when you see that and you're sitting there waiting on your check, um, I'm still waiting on some checks. I'm still waiting on some money and uh, <laughs> that I'll probably never see. But um, it just, you know, you feel betrayed. You feel betrayed and it doesn't make you want to work for that person or trust them any longer. Um, and so... You know, it's a lesson to be learned for sure, but it's just not a good look. If you have people, if you have the, the audacity to ask people to help you do something, then you need to treat them with a level of respect um, because we all need people and it always comes back around. And so that's how I move. I mean, I'm as a parent, you know, if if there wasn't enough, not saying that this happened, but that if, if there isn't enough, I'm definitely the last to get. And that's just that's just an instinct. And so when you operate in business, when that's, you know, um, how you're making your money, I would think that it would be more important for you to take care of the people who are taking care of you. Mm. That's powerful. I'm uh, glad you shared that. We sorry you went through that. Hopefully you still, get still going through it because <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous for this next tax season. I probably won't get my W-2. I probably won't get a lot of stuff that I need. Um, yeah, so I'm dealing with that on the back end. But starting a business for sure, um, it's, it's a little nerve wracking because now that you know that these things can happen, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be someone who's enlisting the help of other people and you can't support them. So um, I commend all of you business owners for taking care of your people first and having a plan um, and having a vision, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's an easy thing, but at a certain point when you want to scale, 
you're going to need help from other people, whether they work for you or whether they just offer you advice or um, just lead by example. I, I feel like in some way you owe them um, because we, we all can do a lot of things ourselves, but we can't be great alone. I love that. So, you know, let me, let me speak to that, man. That's, that's real, Keisha, um, that you say that because I, I have that same fear, right? It's like, dang, I want to make sure I'm not that guy that can't pay. And so one of the things that I do is because I am a small business, somewhat new, right, is I I communicate with some business owners may say this is too much. And that's fine. I I, I over communicate with my team. Hey, we had a great month. Hey, we had we had a rough month or we had an OK month. Hey, like I I communicate with my team on a state of the company. So that way, if something extreme comes up, they're not shocked. They're not shook. Because we've been communicating from the very, very beginning, like, hey, we had a great month, man. We was able to put X amount of dollars over here, sew into this, put this up. So that way they know and they feel good about the health of the company. But if something was to hit us hard, we communicated that long before the hard times came. I love that. I love that, you know, and I and I, I want to um because I want to go back real real quick before I get into this deeper discussion, um, or actually this teaching because it's gonna be teaching more than anything. But Ao, you you um real quick, I got a question for you. What is an idea that you thought would work in theory in your business, but you found out that it doesn't work in practicality in your business? And um and and or maybe it was something that you thought would be more efficient, more profitable, right? That it would just work in general, but it didn't work in practice for you the way you thought it would in theory. And you had to pivot or switch up as a result of that. Have you had that happen to you before? Uh, yeah. And when I say this, this is not just for this is not at, at you all, it's just me. I found out merchandise, man, merchandise with <laughs> uh, money slogans on a shirt just doesn't work mm. in, in practicality, right? I'm thinking, oh, everyone is selling shirts and hoodies. I go to sell them. I put about, I want to say about $10,000 into making it look right. Thankfully, I just made my money back, but I did not. It wasn't profitable for me which comes to show like, like no synergy energy. I bought y'all stuff, man. And I rock with you all. And I think it's going to, it's going to excel well, but for me being a financial brand, people are coming to me to learn how to get out of debt, how to build wealth, wealth, what's the best investment opportunities, how to get some extra money, not to buy clothes. So mm. in theory, I thought it would work, but in practicality for my spe specific brand, nah, like a little bit here and there. So now what we've done is we had to pivot uh, because we didn't make the profit that we wanted to make. We were doing like seasonal shops. So what we did is just turn it into an evergreen thing and put it up to where you could buy whenever you want. And it's just more of an evangelistic message for us. It's not a profitable message. And um, so that's something that we learned. So I think it's important to, to know your business and watch this part of the strategy is to study your, your people, do customer surveys, do audience surveys at least minimum once a year, best case scenario, two times a year. Because if you're growing, 
you have new people coming in. And so when we did a survey at the end of this year, we realized that, man, people want more money products for me. People want more money books for me. People want more ways of how can they build wealth. If they spend money, they want it to make them more money or help them get out of debt, not wear clothes for my brand. And I thought, well, since everyone else is doing it, I could do it too. And it was a huge fail for us. But it wasn't a fail to where it's like, like, wow, it was more so of a, okay, cool, we learned and we're going to pivot and we're just going to stick in the lane that works for us. Wow. Man, I, I, I love that. And the reason I love that and the reason why that's so important, and I hope everybody can kind of take, um, I hope everybody can take the gems away from that. What he realized, what he just said, basically, and I'm 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 just going to paraphrase this, A.O., and if I get something wrong, jump in and correct me. Um, but but essentially what he said was, you know what? Yes, most content creators sell merch, but that doesn't necessarily work for my business the same way it works for other people's business. Most content creators do this, that, and the third, or most real estate investors do this, that, and the third. Most real estate investors market using uh, mailers, or some of them may use PPC, or some of them may use text message. Some of them may use cold calling. Right. And, you know, it's funny because I've talked to I've, I've actually paid money and get and gotten consultation from other business owners. Right. To show me what their strategies were. And I found out that they were successful at this. And then when you find out the why they are successful in this. Right. And you recognize, OK, guess what? Do I have the staff or the culture in my organization to be able to implement exactly what they've implemented to be successful, right? Do I have that on my team already or will I have to build that, okay? Um, if I have to build that, then maybe I need to pivot into a whole different direction. Maybe I need to pivot into a whole different direction because that may not work for me. But what do I have in my business right now that I feel extremely confident in? I know my team is prepared to be able to execute this flawlessly let me take that idea and let me put all of my efforts into that idea, all of my investments into that idea and completely cut the other idea. Because guess what? When you're trying to satisfy two, two uh, uh, marketing strategies at the same time, but you're doing 50 percent of your effort here, 50 percent of your effort here. Yes, in theory, all of them should work because they all produce money. But where are you going to get the maximum efficiency? Efficiency is what we're looking for. Maybe I need to completely cut this one off so I can be extremely 10 toes down in this one because this is where I'm going to see the most amount of my profit. It's not that I can't do the other one. It's not that I don't know how to do the other one, but where am I going to maximize my profit as a result of cutting this other one at? These are the decisions that you can pick up from data. These are the decisions that you're going to pick up from experience. These are the things that you're going to pick up from consultation. Okay. This is key, right? These are the things that you're going to pick up from, from experience. No theory is going to teach you this, right? Because in theory, all of it works. All of it works. And that's why we have to start transitioning as business owners and maturing as business owners into people who can put things into practice consistently and utilize that discipline to go back and find out all of the things that didn't work that we thought was going to work and make it work moving forward. 
I hope that makes sense. Did, 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 did I mess that up, A.O.? <laughs> nah, okay. man. I, I I think that you you did it. I think you did it right, man. Everyone, because like even Chris was just putting in chat. EYL asked us over liabilities. They're they're doing pretty good. Um, it's not doing what they wanted to. I've talked to um uh, both of them about that, but it's doing good, right? Me, I don't settle for okay. I settle for like, is it bringing in a revenue stream on its own? That's like my target, right? Uh, but EYL is killing that space. But there's a book that I would recommend to everyone to back what you said, bro. And it's called The Essentialism, um, which is the disciplined pursuit of less. And he talks about how, yeah, you could go do a merchandise line. You can go do this. You can go do that. You could go do this. And you're doing all these things. And they're doing good. But are we okay with just good? Would we rather have less that is excellent or a lot that is good. And I think for me, what if we could just focus on two, three years on making this excellent and then two, three years, maybe come back to the merchandise thing and make the merchandise excellent. Then come back and make this course excellent and come back and make this. Like, what if you can have five things over a period of 10 years that are excellent, but then you spend 10 years and you got 20 things that are just good. And so that book, man, is 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 literally backing what you said. It is called Essentialism, the pursuit of of I forgot the subtitle. I think it's uh, yeah, it's the disciplined pursuit of less. And that's just been my motto: is that okay, cool. We have two excellent things running right now. My goal is by twenty thirty, I have a total of five, and those five things are producing the company twenty million dollars a year. And we are on track to do that. And as soon as we see something doesn't become excellent, then we just back off of it. We don't quit it, but we table it. And then we come back and because we're always pursuing less because we want excellence. We don't want just good. Um, and and I, th I think it backs what you said, man. Like, like I love what you're doing here with no synergy energy stuff. That's great. Y'all are pushing that. Y'all are killing in that. EYL is doing that. But EYL also killed their podcast in the very, very, very beginning. Now they can kill the merchandise. Now they can kill the, the invest fest. Um, and, and they're just killing, right? But it's like for everyone else, find your thing, kill it, become excellent, then go on to that next thing. And that book would definitely help you out with that. I just went and mm. got that book just now. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, hey, from, uh, from when I was here when AO was speaking, what was coming to me was you have to speak to your audience, speak to your customers and produce what they want. I know a lot of us get in business and want to produce things that we think people need. And at the end of the day, the things that we think they need, they probably really don't need it. So then we wasting our time on, on products and things that people are not even asking for instead of asking our customers, what would you like to see from me? And typically most times when I see people ask, do polls, send our emails, send our text messages, and ask, what would you like to see from me? And you produce that content that they're looking for, everything usually goes up. Now you're actually working for the people that you're doing business with or giving content to and not for yourself. So don't do things emotionally, do things intentionally and ask people what they need from you instead of just doing stuff for no reason. Then you just wasting time. That's a fact. That is facts. That's a fact. Uh, the name of that, 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 that the, the author of that book, and correct me if I'm wrong because I think I got the right one, but the author of that book is Greg 
McNone, Mc, Mc, McKeown, huh? McEwen. McEwen. Yeah, that's McEwen. it. Okay, yeah, McEwen. Uh, it's called Essentialism. I put the link in the chat if anybody's interested in that book. I'm going to read that book. It sounds like something that I definitely need to uh, uh, get a healthy dose of going into 2024 because I am making some cuts to a lot of things going into 2024. 2024 because I want to isolate my focus on a few things and I want to be extremely efficient and good at those few things. Uh, so I will be making a lot of cuts to some things and, you know, it just is what it is. But I want to share some things real quick before we head out of here. I want to teach for a quick second. And I think you're going to get a tremendous amount of value from the things that I'm getting ready to teach uh, on this. Uh, and this is something that I learned. I don't know if you guys can see my screen right now. Um, but this right here is uh, it's called the Vision Traction Organizer. That's what this is called. The Vision Traction Organizer. Um, it is from the EOS model. And it is from the book called Traction from G by Gino Wickman. Gino Wickman. You need to pick up this book. And... One thing, when you're going into 2024, the reason why this thing is so critically important, a lot of us, we sleep on these things. We sleep on these things and, and, uh, and we think that they're not that important because um, we just don't take, in my opinion, I just don't think we take our businesses as serious enough. And, uh, and I think we do that at our detriment. I think we do that at our detriment. OK, so I want you to one, one thing, one mindset thing I need everybody to shift as they listen to me produce this content right now is that don't assume that you already got it right and you don't have to do all of these things. Don't assume that that's a bad assumption, because the reason why it's a bad assumption is because a lot of very successful businesses and organizations use this exact same model. I mean, Fortune 500 companies have utilized this exact same model to be successful, or they've used models very similar to this to be successful, right? And 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 you could you could uh you could even reach out to even um uh, Crystal. Crystal's been to our office uh, uh several times, and she saw that we have you know number one our core values written on our wall. As soon as you walk in to our office, you're gonna see on the right hand side our core values listed on our wall, and the reason why it's important to us is because it sets the foundation for your business culture, right? You need, your business needs to have a culture. Your business needs to have a focus. Your business needs to have a target, right? And it needs to have a strategy. It needs to have a three-year picture, a 10-year target. Okay. All of these things are critically important for us as entrepreneurs moving to grow a a company and scale a company beyond what our finances can finance. Okay. The, this is intellectual property that is more valuable than any amount of money that you can invest in your business. This is what I'm going to give you right now. So I need everybody to assume that every single thing that I'm going to talk about right now is critically important and is a must have for our businesses going into 2024. If you're with me on that piece alone, just put a number one in the chat. Put a number one in the chat if you're with me on that assumption that everything that I'm getting ready to talk about right now is a must-have going into 2024 for our businesses, all of our businesses. 
If you with me on that, put a number one in the chat. Put a number one in the chat if you with me on this. Because I want you to understand that we have to take our businesses seriously. If we're not taking our businesses seriously, our businesses are not going to treat us in a serious manner. We're never going to yield the results that we expect from our businesses. This is how you reach a place to where you have payrolls that are never missed. This is how you reach a place to where your business consistently grows. And even when it doesn't grow, you're able to track it, see it, fix it, mitigate it and grow beyond it. This is critically important. So everybody is with me. I see a lot of ones in the chat. I see a lot of ones in the chat. So number one, the first thing you see on here is you see your organization's name. Okay. You see your organization's name. So we want to put our organization's name. Um, and I'm going to send this out. I'm going to send this link out. I mean, this file out to everybody that is on our telegram group, right? I'm going to send this out to everybody that is on our telegram group. So you can go ahead and set your business up the right way. And I'm going to also send a link to this book as well, because not only does this book help you set up your business, but it sets you, helps you set up your meetings so you can have effective meetings and you're not going into meetings, wasting time and just having just blah, blah, blah conversations. You don't want to do that. Not in your profitable businesses. OK, so number one, you see the organization's name. Number two, you see the core values. And a lot of us are going to think to ourselves, man, that's not that important. How much profit am I going to make? What are my KPIs? We get caught up on those things and we don't think that our company needs to have core values. Core values is what you utilize to establish what the culture of your business is going to be moving forward. Why does culture matter? Why does culture matter? Culture matters in the type of, see, here's the thing. A lot of us, we go out, we hire people and don't understand why those people don't understand how to operate in our businesses. They don't understand. They don't do the things that you think they're supposed to be doing in your business. And you think, you think it's their fault because uh, they, 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 they BS workers or they lazy or maybe they trying to escape the work. Now it's your fault as the leader because you haven't identified what your business culture is. How can you expect somebody to come in to your business, see your vision and grow your vision, right? If you haven't laid out exactly what that vision is. This is why people struggle with hiring this piece right here. They struggle with hiring. They, they struggle with leadership. They struggle with growth right? And a growth mindset in their companies because they struggle with understanding what their company core values actually are. This is the reason why when you come into our office, the first thing you see on the right-hand side when you walk in, passing all over our wall, is the core values. Okay? This is important. So we want to set up our core values. What are the core things that will drive our company culture for the next five years, for the next two years, for the next five months, for the next 10 years. What are those things? Identify those. And when you identify those things, then you move to the next piece. What is that next piece? The next piece is our core focus. What is our core focus as an organization? Okay. What is our purpose? Right. What is our cause? What is our passions? Who do we look to serve? What is our niche in the marketplace? 
Okay. Because if you don't understand this again, oh, brought it up earlier. He said, man, listen, you are going to take products and problems and you're going to be solving problems. You're going to be solving problems in your business that don't exist for your customer. And if you're solving problems for your customer that don't exist, what's going to happen to your business? You'll go out of business. This is a fact. You'll go out of business if you're solving problems that your customer does not have. And the reason you don't know what your customer, the problems that your customer has, right? The reason you don't know that is because you haven't done this work. You haven't found out, number one, what your core values are. Number two, you haven't found out what your purpose, your cause, your passion and your niche is. What problems, what what problems do your people, your specific people have for you to solve? And they're willing to pay you for it. They're willing to pay you for it. Okay, you have to figure that out. The next thing you have to do after you figured out after you figured out what that problem is, who you're looking to serve, what is your niche? right? What is your culture? Then you want to start looking at projections. You want to look at your 10-year target. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This is where you can, if you want to, right? You don't have to just base this on KPIs, right? I'm giving you permission. You don't have to just base this on your KPIs. You could be a little bit, I ain't going to say you could be unrealistic or fantasiful about this, but you can embellish a little bit because this is your 10-year target. Right. And and you want to move with reality. You want to move from a place of reality. But at the same time, if you feel like you're going to you're going to have a 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, 100 million dollar company in 10 years, go ahead and put it on this paper. Right. Because guess what you're going to have to do after you put it on this paper. Now you're going to have to this 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 tool. This tool is going to help you reverse engineer reverse engineer how you are going to get to this 10-year target. It's going to help you reverse engineer how you get to this target, okay? Now, let's look at this. Now, you got your 10-year target. You want to have $100 million in revenue annually as an organization. This is what you want to do in 10 years, okay? So what does that look like? Okay, so first you got to put together a marketing strategy that will help you get there. Right. First, you got to identify what is your target market. Right. And you want to list that down. Okay. What are your three uniques? Right. What are the three uniques? We want to go back to our niche. We want to go back to the problem that we solve. What are the three uniques that we have in our organization? Listen to me. What are the three uniques that we have in our organization that helps people fix this problem? But we ain't doing it like everybody else is doing it. I'm going to say that again. What are the three uniques, right, that helps people fix this problem that they have, that my customer has, the niche that we particularly serve? What what are those three uniques that we have that ain't nobody else doing how we doing it? And our people are going to consistently come back to us because we're able to deliver on this in this unique way and they love us for it. What are those things? Okay. then we want to look at our proven process. This is where we want to look at our track record. Okay. This is where we want to look at our track record. What does our track record say about our ability to deliver these three uniques? Because again, AO just talked about it, right? He found out that, yes, his particular customer, right? His particular customer, they don't like uh, merch. 
per se. That's not that's not a problem that he's going to be able to help them solve. Right. That's not one of their problems. They're looking they, their problem is different. Right. So his three uniques can't have nothing to do with no merch in it because that's not a problem that his particular avatar is looking to be solved. So guess what he got to do? He got to take that off this list. That can't show up on this list because he don't have a proven process that, that with, with a track record of success that he can multiply. Again, the proven process is going to be based on what we, these three uniques that we can multiply on a consistent basis. Okay. Then the next thing we want to move into is our guarantee. What can we guarantee our customer that we are going to be able to deliver on no matter what? We, 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 we need to set a guarantee. Now, this is this is goes back to what Keisha was talking about with that accountability. I know she spoke about it from pay, payrolls, a payroll stand, stance, but it goes beyond just payroll. This is how we hold ourselves accountable to our customer. OK, what is the guarantee that no matter what our people know that they can depend on us to produce consistently every single time without fail? Meaning no excuse is bigger than our guarantee to our customer to fulfill this particular thing. This is critical. This is critical, y'all, uh, because a lot of times, right? Let me explain something to you. And I, and I want I want everybody to, to, to think about this when you when you're doing it. Whenever you're looking at these three uniques, you need these things to be things that you can accomplish easy. If you have to go too far outside of what you're good at to create these uniques and to create this guarantee, then you have a flawed guarantee. Your guarantee is flawed. This should be something that you can turn around in your sleep and pull off no matter what. Your three uniques need to be things that you you and either you or your team excels at exceptionally. The reason why is because it's going to be the basis of your integrity as a company, right? And anytime you have just, you know, anything that goes wrong in your business, you know that without fail, you can deliver on these things, right? You can deliver on these things. I promise you, this is what will help you become profitable consistently over time if you stick with it. The next thing you're going to want to do Back to the reverse engineering. Now, you said that you want to make $100 million in 10 years. Okay, great. You said you want to make $100 million annually in 10 years. Great. Now, what does that look like? Now, what you got to do is you're going to have to reverse engineer and you're going to have to put this plan together to see exactly how you're going to make this happen. So what you want to do is you want to put you a future date. Okay, you want to create your three-year picture, right? What is the revenue in three years that you're going to have to be able to create in three years that will set you up to get that $100 million in 10 years? Okay, what's that revenue amount? You're going to put that there. What is the amount of profit that you're going to have to make in order to make that happen, right? What are the measurables that you're going to track in order to know if you're on target or off target? Again, we want to know what measurements we're going to look to track to know if we're on target or off target. Next thing we're going to want to look at, what does it look like? What does those things look like? So we want to write these things down. We don't want to just have them in our head. 
That's where we go wrong. We have these things sitting in our head. No, we need to declare it. We need to declare it. Okay, so if I have a plumbing business, if I have a real estate business, what does it look like for me to be able to produce this much profit, right? What are the measurables that I need to track in order to produce that level of profit? Okay. What are the measurables? Is it, is it the amount of leads that I have coming in? Is it the amount of mailers that I'm sending out? Okay. Is it the, the, uh, um, is it the, uh, the, the, the amount of text messages I'm sending out? Is it the amount of money I'm spending in ads on Google, on Facebook, whatever that may be, what does that look like? And you want to write that down. Don't keep it in your head. It's a sin to keep these kind of things. It's a business sin to keep these things in your head if you think that you plan on growing that particular business. This is a fact. So you want to write all of those things down, right? And see, the beauty of this, let me tell you about the, another beauty of this. When you have all of this stuff written down and you're actually following it, because you don't just want to write it down, you want to follow it. What this sets you up for is whenever you are in a situation where you need to sell that business, you got all of this stuff already laid out. If somebody is new coming into your business, wanting to figure out how do I buy this business? How do I scale this business? How do I grow this business? They already got the blueprint because you've already told them exactly what the guarantee is. You told them what your unique proposition is, your selling proposition, who you looking to serve, what your niche is, what your company culture is. They ain't got to figure that out. You already got this figured out. They know exactly what your measurables are. If I grow this amount, of, if I send more, if I send double the text messages I sent out last month, I'm going to get this result. If I, do, if I send out double the ads, if I spend double the amount in ads, I'm going to get this, right? Or what if I send out double the amount of ads and I've realized that double the amount of ads for my particular brand don't produce me double the profit? Maybe sending double the ads is, is not profitable. Maybe I need to stick right here until I figure something else out. Maybe I hire a consult, a consultant to come in and teach me how to how to how to how to how to get beyond the situation of where I'm spending double, but I'm not producing double in profit. Right. The, again, we're getting outside of theory and more into practicality. Right. What does that look like? Then we're going to reverse engineer even further than that. We're going to reverse engineer even further than that. In order for me to hit my three-year goal, right, my three-year goal, what do I need to be doing at the end of this year that's coming up? And by the end of 2025, we want to future date this. What kind of revenue I need to create this year that I'm comfortable with, right, to be able to hit the goal that I set in three years based on what I want to hit in 10 years here? I'm telling you, this is good stuff. Again, if you are, if you got any seeds of doubt telling you that you ain't got to do all of this in order for your business to be successful in that now, in that now, again, you want to get rid of that, 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 that evil. You need to do this in your business. Okay. So let's look at this. Uh, oh, you need me to zoom in. Okay. Let me see if I could do that. Let me see if I can zoom in. There we go. All right. So the next thing you want to look at is your future date. Okay. For the first year, then you want to look at your revenue. You want to look at your profit and your measurables. The same thing that you did on the first year, but this one right here, your measurables need to be based on what you know that you can produce. What did you have a track record of producing? Okay. 
What do you have a track record of producing? Then you want to go into your goals for the year, right? What are those goals? What are those milestones that you're going to hit for that particular year, right? Now, this next piece is critically important. These are rocks. And what rocks are, what rocks are, are what your company is going to commit to. Every single person in your organization needs to have a rock, whether you create the rock for them or they create the rock for themselves. But every single person in your organization needs to have a rock. And what that rock is going to do is that it's going to tell that person, okay, this I'm going to commit to sending out, um, I'm going to commit to making, let's say, 50 calls a day, right, for three months, right? And that's going to that's gonna equate to, let's say, I don't know, a uh, uh, thousand calls by the end of the quarter. And they're going to commit to that by the end of the quarter. So this right here is your yearly plan. The rocks are your quarterly plans. Same thing, same thing. But the only difference is we want to commit to some measurable things. So is it phone calls? I need to have a certain amount of phone calls a certain amount of leads by the end of this particular time period. If I don't have this amount of leads, something is wrong by, by this quarter and I need to fix it before this quarter is out or I will not hit my yearly plan. That's why we want to be extremely realistic when we're creating the yearly plan and the three-year plan. You don't have to be as realistic with the 10-year plan, even though you want to be as realistic as possible. But I'm just saying, if you got a lofty goal, strive for that lofty goal. When you start getting in your three-year, when you start getting into your three, one year, and definitely when you get into your rocks, your quarterly goals, you want that thing to be extremely measurable based off of past performance, right? Or what you know that you, you, you can hold yourself accountable to do, right? So what does that look like? So let's say, for instance, you may say, man, I want to make sure that I commit to 25 calls a day. I want to commit to that, right? And that's going to equate to, let's say, a hundred call, uh, I mean, uh, a thousand conversations by the end of quarter one. Okay. Who's going to get that done, right? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be a team member? Is it going to be an assistant? Whatever that may be, that's going to create this reality for you. You need to know exactly what that is. Okay. And now the next final piece is critically important, critically important. Again, and this is something that a lot of us as business owners fail at miserably, miserably, miserably. We fail at this and we wonder why our businesses don't succeed. Issues. A lot of us, right? It's a couple ways we, we do this. Some of us will ignore issues. Some of us will will emotionally react to issues. Right. And then some of us create issues from personal, personal things. Now, what issues are issues are anything in your business that is preventing you from hitting your rocks, hitting your one year plan, hitting your three year plan, hitting your 10 year plan. Right. So what you want to do is you want to look, you want to write down all of the potential issues that will block you from being able to hit your measurables for this quarter. So AO mentioned earlier, he said that, you know what? What I realized is that social media, scrolling, I mean, scrolling on social media for 
uh, however long that I'm doing it is blocking me uh, from being able to hit my goals because it's taking, maybe I may scroll for two hours when I need to be planning for two hours, for that same two hours, um, right? Whatever that may be that is blocking you from hitting your targeted goals. Let's say if you need to make 10, 25 conversations a day to be able to hit your goal, then you need to, you need to map that out and identify how do you get there. And that's going to be based on the issues that you address in your business. Let's say your issue may be, you know what? I have a, I have a, 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 a limited mindset when it comes to marketing. I don't want to spend my money on marketing. Okay. What are some ways you can get around not spending your money on marketing? Maybe you need to let somebody else spend that money for you and put it on that credit card, right? Put that on that, on that Amex and go crazy on that marketing consistently because you are going to penny pinch because you're afraid of spending that money. Maybe you need to let somebody else do it. These are issues because at the end of the day, if you're planning on hitting your measurables, if you're planning on hitting your measurables, you need to make sure that you are consistently uh, uh, doing certain things. It's going to, come from a result of consistent actions that you're taking to be able to create this reality that, that you're looking at with the hundred million dollars in 10 years. Right. Again, so for this to actually work, they need to be a hundred percent honest with themselves. hundred percent honest with themselves. Mm. And if you can't do it again, you see this who find somebody who, who can do that for you. Who is the person? If I can't do it, who can do it? And how consistent can I make this person at doing it? Right? And so when we're looking at these issues, we want to look at the issues centered around what are the things that I'm doing currently right now that's going to block me from hitting these measurables. If we do this, if we follow this model to a T, I promise you, you're going to be successful. I promise you, you're going to be successful. This is not theory, right? I've made millions of dollars with this exact same model, okay? This is not theory. If you if you do this right here, you will be successful. You will hit your target. Now, here's the thing. Will you hit every, will you execute every single target perfectly? No, because we just talked about business in reality and business in theory are two separate things. And this will identify the theory. This will expose the flaws in your theory that doesn't translate into practicality when you address these issues over and over. Okay. Now, one more thing, one more thing I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this real quick. This is critical. This right here is critical. I'm going to show you this, uh, this, this, this meeting agenda. Okay. I'm going to show you this meeting agenda. Now, when you go to your meetings, again, we just looked at the traction um, uh, uh, VTO, vision traction organizer, right? That's what you set up for your year and your 10-year plan, your three-year plan that AO was talking about, right? This is how you set yourself up for that. The next thing you're going to want to do is in your meetings, in your meetings, when you meet with your team, you're going to want to have this thing set up in a way to where you are able to, to track these things on a on a day-to-day. -day. Every time you meet, your team needs to be set up to execute on these things exactly 
the way that they the way that they are in this meeting. Number one, you start your meeting with a quick segue where you're just kind of talking, shooting, shooting the shit about the different things that may be going on in business and life, whatever. Right. For five minutes, you do that. The next five minutes, you want to review your scorecard. What is your scorecard? Your scorecard is basically your KPIs. What are your measurables? Again, we'll go back to this. Right. We want to go back to this. What are your measurables that you need to hit in order to be successful in your business? OK, that's what you want to track right there. Right. And so that's what you're going to review on your scorecard. Every single time you're going to know whether you're failing, whether you're hitting your numbers, whether you're failing at hitting your numbers. The next thing you're going to want to do is you're going to review those rocks. You want to review those rocks. The rocks are going to help you recognize if you are getting closer to your target, you're falling off on your target, you're not able to hit your target. And again, this right here is going to be critical for my business owners that have partnerships too. This right here is the best way to keep partnerships from becoming toxic. How do partnerships become toxic? I'm doing all the work. I feel like I'm doing all the work. This person ain't doing nothing, right? And they still expecting 50%, right? Or this person is doing too much or this, per you know, all of those different things. This will eliminate that. This will, this will eliminate that because everybody will have designated roles. Everybody will have designated rocks that they need to hit. You'll know if they hitting their goals or if they falling off on their goals based on the data. Not how I feel, not what I think, not those, those harbor, because I'm telling you, if you have partnerships, you will harbor some level of resentment if you don't have structure in place to keep everybody honest on your team, right? When you're looking at that employee that's maybe dropping the ball, it's not going to be based on how I feel they're performing. It's going to be based on what the measurables say they're doing in their performance or lack thereof, okay? The next thing we want to talk about in our meeting is our customer and employee headlines. This is going to be things that are exciting about what's going on in the company, right? Um, whatever that may be, all of the excitement, you know, it may be a moment of gratitude that we've, that we've experienced as a result of, uh, you know, what we experienced in the company, right? And then the next thing we're going to go into for the next five minutes is our to-do list. What are we getting done? What are we getting done this week that's going to move the business forward, right? And then what's the next thing we're going to go to, and you'll see right here, it says 60, 60 minutes. This is the majority of the meeting. The majority of the meeting, we're going to be dealing with issues. Why is that important? Well, because issues are the things that create resentment in business, because if you're not dealing with your issues, you're not growing, number one. If you're not dealing with your issues, you're not properly serving your customer base because you're not figuring out what their problems are and solving them. Number three, you're, you're, you're sweeping things under the rug. Your employees going to start to steal from you. Your business partners are going to start to steal from you because you're not dealing with issues in your business, right? And everybody is harboring resentment because they're feeling like they're doing more than what they're really doing. And they may not even be doing that. And you're not discussing every single problem that arises in your business. You have to be addressing these problems. That's why 60 minutes of the meeting goes towards how are we solving these issues that come as a result of us not being able to hit our rocks, not being able to perform our scorecards. If you're not making the calls or the conversations that you're supposed to be having in order to produce the income that you need, why? Right. And how can you mitigate that? If you're not uh, doing hitting your to do list, why? How can we fix that? Right. If, if you're not coming to the company with some custom with some customer headlines and different things, why? How can we fix that? These are issues. 
Okay. You want to identify, discuss, solve, right? And then you want to conclude. And that's five minutes, right? Where you just talk about, um, you know, how you address these issues and, 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 and those types of things and how you're going to be doing things moving forward. If you do these things, I promise you, your business will be successful. Not thought, not theory. These are facts. I've done this. I've used this and I've been successful every single time I've implemented this in a business that I took seriously. Right. And it works because it holds everybody accountable. This is how you get rid of employee conflicts. You won't have employee conflicts when you implement this. Now, I'll take that back. You'll have employee conflicts, but you won't have employee conflicts that in your business. People will be exposed when you implement these things. They'll be exposed as underperformers or overperformers, right? Business partners will be exposed for underachieving, overachieving. It will expose everybody for all of the things that matters in the growth of an organization, right? And it won't be personal. You won't need to make a personal attack because these things will expose everybody for their greatness or their failures. And it will expose you for your greatness and your failures, right? And you can hold yourself accountable. And what's the good part? The good part is you'll see the things that you're great at and the things that you need to delegate at, right? Because somebody else may be better at those things than you from a consistency standpoint, right? And that's what we want to do and move towards whenever we're doing business moving into 2024, if you got some value from that, put a fire emoji in the chat because I, I want to make sure. Hey, bro, that was a lot of game right there, man. So if you're trying to get paid serious, you got to take your business serious. That's what you're saying, basically. That's a fact. This hey, is what sets you up to be that seven-figure, that 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 eight-figure business. I'm just, It's just a fact. So basically, they need to take the time and do the upfront deep work. Deep work? This this will tell you everything you need to know. It's a fact. How many out of 10 businesses, how many businesses do you think actually do this? The 1% that's successful. Cool. So, you know, we're talking about starting businesses, how to start scaling business on a low budget. How much does it actually cost to do it? I know it's on a website, right? Don't, you, yeah. don't, don't it come with the book, though? Yeah, you buy the book and you get this. But I just gave it to you for free. Cause I already paid for it. Take you a little you bit of intellectual work and, and, and a little honesty with yourself. That may be, you that be may painful for some people. Yeah, you got to be honest and upfront with yourself, man. A lot of people like to lie to themselves to make themselves feel better than they really are when you're really not shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to be 100% honest. Like for me, I know what I'm good at, know what I'm not good at. I hold myself accountable. A lot of us need to do that. Like, stop saying you're good at social media and you only got 100 followers and, and three views. That's not your thing. You know what I'm saying? That's not your thing. Get somebody that's good at it. Stop saying you're good at closing deals when you don't know how to talk on the phone. Be honest with yourself. Don't say you're a closer if you ain't never made no sales. You know what I'm saying? Just because you feel that way mentally, the, the, the results are you're not, you're not him. You know what I'm saying? You're not that. And guess what? That's all right. That's cool. You might be good. You might be better at systems than on the computer. That's your thing, man. Be confident in the thing that you're good at. 
And guess what happens when you do what you good at and you let somebody else do what they good at and somebody else do what they good at? Everybody make more money. And everybody happy about what they're doing. And guess what? Sometimes the thing that you're good at really don't make you happy. But at the end of the day, that's what you're good at. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like if that's if that's if that's what comes very easy to you, dude, that's you, that's what you're good at. Like a lot of people want to be the face of a business, may not be the best looking for that thing. You may not be attracted to everybody. You may be better in the back. You know what I'm saying, Brian? Like everybody else want to be in the front of the business. You ain't got to be in the front of the business. You can get in the back of the business. It's that easy. I love it. Man, this listen. is a good conversation, man. Hey, man. Absolutely. If y'all are feeling what Byron was talking about, how about y'all like the video, man? <laughs> I think 75 likes sound good. We should talk about that. Let's get to 75 likes, man. No stingy energy. We going into this year. We going into 2024 taking our businesses seriously. Right? We're taking our businesses seriously. We're setting up our businesses for success. And then we getting bank ready. We're gonna, we gonna set them joints up bank ready off top. Mm-hmm. Right? We're gonna get our credit, our business credit together off top. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I enjoyed today's. Uh, I enjoyed today's show, bro. How about yeah, you? Man. Oh man, I had a good time. I had a good time. Trying to make sure people got value, man. And guess what? We back here again tonight. <laughs> back here again tonight, eight thirty Central Standard Time. So I know, you know, looking at that chart, I know one thing we good at. We consistent and we show up, bro. Absolutely. We've been on Clubhouse three years, man, and this is That's our last crazy. week. Our last week. Make sure y'all, 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 y'all check us out. Subscribe. Join the membership. Pick you up some merch. We always here, man. We're going to be here Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, and Thursday morning. Unless uh, unless we announce a change. Until then, we stay consistent. That's why it works for us. That's why y'all here now, because we always show up. You got to show up consistently for yourself. You got to show up consistently for your people, your family. You, you consistently be successful in business. It's, it's like a recipe of success. But typically, somebody always missing something, or they be lying to themselves on situations like that. You gotta be, you gotta be consistent, man. Be consistent and honest with yourself. You are gonna win. That's a fact. You got any That's final good. words, man? Man, listen, man. Um, I, I ain't got nothing else to say other than, man. Let's take our businesses serious. Moving into two thousand and twenty-four, let's start playing business. Let's not let's not just saying we entrepreneurs just to say because it's, it sounds good on the slogan. Let's really do this, um, and uh, let's not go into 2024 with excuses. Yeah, let's go into it with results, right? Um, documented results and measurable results. Um, I think that's 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 all I want to say, man. With that being said, man, listen, man, get your no stingy energy merch, get your memberships, so you can get that discount. Uh, I think the NSC, I think the, the discount code right now is NSC10 if you want to get your merch. You know, show some support. Um, you know, we do this for free. You know, it actually it actually costs us money to do this, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it actually costs us money to do this, being real with you. But we gotta come out of our pocket for payroll. Absolutely. <laughs> but we but we, 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 we <laughs> what'd you say? 
I say, all we talk about, we do it right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is so, time and money every day. Absolutely. You know. But, you know, we committed to it and uh, we enjoy it. So we do it. And um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, shit, it is what it is. It is what it is. So uh, listen, y'all be blessed. And uh, this is the the that, that mustard. Oh, that mustard look. Man, that mustard is. Yeah, I, I should have put that mustard on this morning. <laughs> that mustard. Should have put different. that mustard on this morning. That mustard hit. Yeah. Make sure y'all check us out tonight, man. We're here every every night at eight thirty Central Standard Time. We're gonna be talking about Trending Tuesdays. I mean, we're gonna be on Trending Tuesday show. So y'all pull up, man. With that being said, we out. Peace. Peace. What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow. We struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show y'all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure y'all check it out. Peace.